Welcome to Wither Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week, we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today, we are discussing Chapter 8 of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, The Wedding. We have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. Love our blog? Love Wizard Team? Have a few extra galleons lying around? Donate to Black Girls Create. You can become a Patronus or send us a cheering charm at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. And we have Wizard Team merch, so head over to our website and step up your nerd fashion and stationary game and pin, pin game. Is pin stationary? Like brooch pin, not pin pin. Fashion. fashion. Step it up. Fashion. Fashion. If you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, rate and review us on iTunes. And subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter created by Wizard Bay Deborah, with all of the news and links to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. You can go to our website, blackgirlscreate.org, to sign up. And now, for Wizard Team I'm so mad at you. We should keep this brief. I'm so mad at but you. I just felt like we should it acknowledge wasn't it. in here. It's not when I my came fault. in here earlier, you were, and so. But you know why it's not why? my fault. But you know why it's your why? fault and not mine. Because we were meeting right before this, and you brought it up. So. No. That's what reminded me. So it's your fault. I did the I did the like newsletter not- this week, and I the gif I used it was so out of pocket. It was Marty Myrtle like diving into the toilet. <laughs> I saw that. Um, so the news, the news, in case you were not on Twitter and or on Facebook where they will post it the next day. Um, <laughs> Pottermore. I'm sorry. I just, you're like, the news, in case you were lucky enough to not see this thing, we're going to throw it in your face so that you, <laughs> we're gonna let you, you know have right to now. deal with this thing. We don't, so we don't have to like go all the way in. The, the point is that, because so this is something that like has been on Pottermore for, a for while. some time. Um, and I remember reading it or no, I didn't remember reading it until people started bringing up that it had been on Pottermore. And then I was like, that's starting to sound familiar, but it's one of those things that I read and then immediately flushed down the toilet, <laughs> literally. Of but it was brain. also one of those, um, like, it was literally written like every other, oh, that's quirky throwaway line that she writes in the, in the series. Like you're not supposed to retain yeah. it. It's like the goats. Um, but like the goats. But Paramore decided, like, it's National Trivia Day. You know, what are some obscure little bits of canon that we can throw on Twitter for, you know, for, um, what's it called? For, for clicks and trending. Clicks and, and engagement. Engagement yeah. was the word. Um, and trending and, you know, what can we throw out there? They threw out some other stuff that was less so this. <laughs> but then they were like, okay. Here's this thing. What about the shittiest canon we, we have? <laughs> Let's just dig all the way down into the sewers and pull out what we like, really like. The literal the waste. waste. The, the literal waste. Like, let's pull out that. And that shit was hilarious. So basically, the summary of it is that before plumbing was installed in the 18th century, Wizards literally shit themselves and peed on themselves at Hogwarts and just like in corners and shit and then vanished it. Which 
And it's one of those things that is like literally, if you do not think about it, you're like, oh, that's weird. Keep it moving. But as soon as you stop to think about it, you're like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What's funny is that, because I, I think within the context of like the Chamber of Secrets, like post, because it's in the Chamber of Secrets post, because it's kind of talking about, you know, like the Basilisk uses the plumbing to get around Hogwarts, but there wasn't always plumbing. So like, and there wasn't always a bathroom above the Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. So there, it was to talk about that, right? But then instead of being like, oh, there were outhouses or like, oh, there were chamber pots or oh, there were because like Dumbledore, other forms. my dude mentions chamber pots and ch- like, People did not but, shit so like, on themselves. But Magical again, or like, muggle like, or and whatever. This is, and this is and this is like pre any like people that we know, right? So this is like or any like yeah, characters that we know other founders. than like the founders. So now we know like Salazar Slytherin. We're just shitting on his, you know, pure blood <laughs> media was like, you know what? I'ma just I gotta go. When you gotta go, you gotta go. We pick a corner. Um they're it's, not even so in, no, 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 in this like, canon, they're not even picking corners. They're just shitting. They're just, just stomping. Just they're like, like oh, you know, when you see, like, like up, babies fam. when they first learn how to walk, and you see them, like, do that stop and squat? <laughs> but they have, if those babies have diapers. So those babies are more evolved than these grown-ass wizards. Oh, my God. It's, why are we talking yo, about I mean, this, yo? Like, Why? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, this, the most random, like, you really, it's just, again, like you said, it's not something that needs to be, like, put out in the forefront. Like, she wrote it as, like, a thing, I, you know, don't know why, that was one you could have kept to yourself just generally, but it could have just stayed in the background, people could have left it in the back of their mind, and or never remembered, and or never read it, and it'd been fine. Um, but instead it went viral, and it's disgusting, but also hilarious, like it, it tickles me still. Like every once in a while, in the last like two days that it's been since it, since that tweet, like I'll just think about it. And I literally it. think this is when she lost me and she may never get me back. <laughs> I honestly do. I think the other because thing too. I think I just want to. I just want to like, stop this conversation with. In the time frame that she mentioned, in which wizards were just shitting on themselves, muggles <laughs> were using outhouses and digging holes and burying them mm-hmm. like civilized humans because it's not like and, <laughs> and wiping, wiping themselves, themselves because you know? it's not just like oh you can like go and then vanish it's like well that crap is on your clothes and it's just like you just pe- like you peed or pooped your you shot yourself oh my god and like that is not like a so then <laughs> delia said it went viral you know you know what else is gonna go viral literal plague because they don't know anything about hygiene but apparently, according to the illness and disability thing on Pottermore, they don't get plagues and right. they don't get sick, which is, you know, some bullshit. But, like, boom. So they can just shit themselves and not Dysentry, worry about... we don't know her. <laughs> None of these fuckers would have made it on the Oregon Trail. That is, like, Yo. no. No. So... I want to, like, kind of explain a little bit why I'm laughing. Like, I think part of it is because that shit's actually just funny to me. It just is. But, like, also, I think at this point, I'm like, how much worse can it get? It really can't. <laughs> like, at this point, I'm just like, <laughs> of course, at, we're going to start off 2019. After all the shit that's been po- popping off since, like, at least 2016, but earlier than that. Like, after all that, now we have literal shit popping off. And I am just. I literally. I, like, I'm amused. Um, <laughs> the, on Twitter, at The Rock Snob, like, had this, like, long, all caps post, which, granted, like. 
if ever there was a time for an all caps tweet, it's this shit. Literal shit. <laughs> Literal um, shit. And I just like responded. I was like, we, we're starting 2019 having like Twitter rants about a poo. And pull over. I want off the fandom bus. I want out. I'm done. I'm not. I'm so And, like, someone was, like, correcting me. I was like, well, this isn't new. Because I was like, she just made this shit up yesterday. Literal shit. She just made it up yesterday. And someone was like, well, this isn't new. And I was like, I know it's not new. But, like, even when she wrote it, she just made that crap up. Like. She was like, she didn't have. It was supposed to be a funny line that you did not think. Like, that's what I'm. That's at least that's how I'm explaining it in my brain. It's just this. This and the goats. You know, I know this is technically a blog post. It's notes. It's not even, like. But at the point that you want to make it public, like this and then Lord of the Rings, which the Black Girls Create community got me reading, are just like, it's just reinforcing to me that editing is so important. Like, I don't care who you are. Just, you need an editor. Man. Who loves you. Need one. And wants the best it's for so you. It's so important. And wants to see And wants shine. to see you continue to keep that because. shine. And isn't like, yes. oh, you, you, you made a billion dollars. Go do whatever you want. Because Why? And, like, we talked about this before because of the goat thing. Like, she's weird. And she's, like, gross. And she <laughs> and has like, a weird sense of humor. And, gross, and but that's like, fine. Also- but then, yo, Pottermore, did we need to dredge this up again? <laughs> did we? Is this what you wanted? Is this it? Is this what you wanted from me? <laughs> did you want me to have a mental breakdown? Congratulations. Here I am. I am melting over oh, literal poo. I can't. Like, I, I mean, I think that that's why it's funny, because, like, there are other, ra- like, the damn, uh, remember when we were, like, learning about the, the puskies and how they boogers. just, like, eat yes. boogers? That shit is gross She's as hell. She's got but, like, a gross also, sense of humor. It, you're also, like, you're, all, like, it's one of those things where, like, when you find it on your own, it's a little bit less disturbing, right? right? Like, if the... There are these little Easter eggs of grossness. Like, if, if Pottermore went and tweeted, like... Yo, did you know the puff skeins are really great because they eat your boogers while you're asleep? I would be like, mmm, you could have just kept that one to right. yourself. Like, or you could just even leave to take it a step out. further, like the puff skeins eat your boogers while you sleep. Fine. Did you know that withers do not use tissue and they like actively prefer that puff skeins like grab in their nose and eat their boogers? Like, no, bitch, no. Right. Like, like they literally buy them as so, pets, that, so, so they don't have to clean their nose. It's just like, it's one of those things where you're like, it sounds quirky on its face, and then you really think about it, and then you're like, this is, there's a larger issue there, here. I also want to point out. It did not need to happen, and we were going to like move on quickly, and we're still talking about shit. I just want to point out it's Hogwarts. Hogwarts doesn't make no sense. Which is in one particular place in oh, the world. Oh, yes. You know? Just say it. Say it with your and, chest. This is some white people shit, Literally. Y'all. They ain't doing this method, Wagadoo. I bet you. I'm sorry. I bet you a not. wizard from Hogwarts came to Wagadoo, shed his pants, and they were like, bitch, what? If you don't, See all these bags? You don't take your ass to the outhouse. Bro. And rinse that shit. No, you have to go. Bye. No. I just cannot. Maggie says, how do you get wizards on board with plumbing if they were perfectly happy to shit themselves instead of going in a hole or an outhouse? You need technology to change the culture? I, I'm just... Like, cavemen were like, you know what? Like, I have to go and it's, you know, nature 
calls and things, and that's cool. But like I'm, even when you're camping, I'm right? gonna go, I'm gonna, gonna step like... away from the group, put some distance. <laughs> like even now, so I just had to like take Luna outside because it's been raining. She's been stuck inside. She had to go to the bathroom. And every time I go to pick up after her, she looks at me like, why are you doing that? I put that there for a purpose, for a reason, to get away from it. Let's go. Every time, she's like, why are you picking that up? You don't need to pick that up. Though I need to pick that up because that's gross. Pick up after your dogs. But, like, dogs do it. They separate themselves. They find, like, she's very picky. She paces around. She finds her spot. She goes. I don't look at her. She don't look at me. It's her own private time. And she is a dog. They nasty. They nasty. Magical birthdays. Ugh, this is just this is just terrible. Speaking of nasty. That's what I'm saying. This is Today is today is Snape's birthday. So do with that what you will. Remember, remember, was that last year or the year before? I can't remember because 2018. Wendy's. Was, was it Wendy's? Was oh, Arby's. Arby's. Yeah, of course. Arby's. Arby's. Always. Was like, always <laughs> in ketchup. <laughs> what is this fandom? Why are we here? Because this shit is hilarious. And oh. like slightly disturbing. Let me off. Like, in a really. I quit. I'm so confused. Um, speaking of birthdays, the one and only, the most magical of pups. The griffin dog named after the raven claw, Luna Lovegood, who's making it all kinds of ruckus right now. Can you hear her? Mm-hmm. Of course you can. Um, she turns one tomorrow. It's her bark day. I'm going to be Yay, weird and throw Luna. her a party, probably. I'm also about to take away her toy a couple of days before her bark day. Because I'm mean, <laughs> but also got to record. Cool. Yay. Happy birthday, Luna. Yay. She's so pretty and she means well. She's a dumb dog. She's not dumb. She's just... She's a baby. A baby? Yeah, I was going to say. Bonnie <laughs> said, how dare you try to get her to eat dragons? The dragon used to be her favorite toy. She's not eating it. She just took the squeaker out. And I feel like she's about to hop on my on my dresser to try to get that avocado. <laughs> previously on wizard team um so harry has a dream slash vision of um voldemort going after someone named gregorovich um it's his birthday so now he can use magic and he like starts the day off like just channeling his inner twins Oh yeah, he was Accio. like magic over here, magic over there, Accio. magic everywhere. Cruciatus. I mean, he didn't cruciate. Imagine stop, if he cruciated someone. <laughs> that would then that's like okay, all right, Tom. Calm down, calm down. Be cool. Um, Jenny tried to give him his birthday gift, but Ron wasn't having it. Having it. Jenna tried to make a man um, like he. She was like she, she was tried, like oh she tried. To, this is your coming of age day. Well, let's come of age. Brown chicken, brown cow. Please go away. I didn't um, do it. I wasn't the one trying to love up on Harry. The Weasleys, the Weasleys throw Harry a birthday party, which is then interrupted by Rufus Scrimger, who comes bearing gifts for Harry, Ron, and Hermione. 
um, in the form of Dumbledore's will. Harry gets, Dumb- or sorry, Ron gets Dumbledore's Deluminator. Hermione gets the Tales of Beetle the Bard. And Harry gets uh, the first snitch that he ever caught in a Quidditch match. Um, and the Sword of Gryffindor, except he- Dumbledore couldn't actually give him the Sword of Gryffindor, so that one didn't work. Scrimger thought that he could, like, you know, come over here and throw his weight around and be the big boss. And Harry was like, mm, I think the fuck not. So that was a thing. And then... Hermione told him to put some respect on her check. Mm-hmm. She did do that as well. And then Ron was um, like, hi, how's it going? Would you like some tea? And they were like, Ron! <laughs> Damn! <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so we did get, so on the golden snitch later, um, Harry puts his lips to the snitch because it's the first, it, the first one he caught is actually the one that he almost swallowed. Um, it does not open, but it does say on, like engraved and on it, I open at the close, which we don't know what that means yet, but what's going on. Um, and yeah, mysteries, Harry's feeling bad about not knowing things about Dumbledore and the wedding is, is, is tomorrow. Yeah. A.K.A. today, because that's the name of this chapter, the wedding. Ha. Um, that's I did. It was, it, was, it was smooth. I didn't even notice. It was. That's crazy. I did the best I could. Um, chapter eight, the wedding. Um, so the following afternoon, Harry, Ron, Fred, and George are standing outside of the White Marquis, awaiting the arrival of wedding guests. Harry is disguised as a, a red-headed muggle boy um from the nearby village um and everyone's kind of just there he's he's cousin barney and everyone is basically just um assuming that like the number of weasleys there are will just help camp like nobody's gonna ask questions and from coming from a huge family like th- it's really true because I'm just like, oh, are we related? Okay. Like, people I've never met or heard of before will, like, go to, like, add me on Facebook. And I literally, I don't, I don't say yes, but I don't say no, because I'm like, there's a 90% chance that we're related. Right. I mean, he's basically pulling a Tupac from Poetic Justice. Ooh. He's just like, cousin. (laughs) That's it. Like, that's how he's walking up. Which is like, you know, uh, Maggie says, how convenient that there's a nearby redheaded muggle. Maybe it's the, co- maybe it's the son of like their um, accountant cousin. Oh, or yeah. Right. Because they don't really talk about him, but he exists. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they're all clutching, clutching seating plans. Um, everybody's just kind of getting ready. Um the like there's some wizards who are smoking over under a tree because they're like we got about 15 minutes before we gotta do our job i wonder if what they're smoking or i'm gilly sure what they're weed? smoking is not gilly so weed. they can then die it's not because there's no water nearby <laughs> that's get why. high then die um, the gilly weed motto mm-hmm. oh god <laughs> so um so yeah, so in the marquee, there are fragile golden chairs set on either side of a long purple carpet. I'm really fucking with this like color scheme and like. I feel like if you yeah, if anyone it, puts purple in something, you're you're down. Yeah, <laughs> that's I feel true. Like, like I could, 
That's just yes. it. Yeah. I really love that's my favorite color. It's true. Purple is a mood. Gold too. Gold is is a good Purple and gold together though can sometimes be a lot. Like it's not my favorite color combination. I love purple and but green. But I think it depends on the shades. Like a good love, shade it depends of on purple the shades and green. Of purple and yeah, like it depends on the shades. Like certain shades, you're just like, mm, this is doing a lot. Other ones, you're like, wow, this is really sophisticated, um, and cute. So yeah. Anyway, the supporting poles were entwined with white gold flowers. Fred and George had fastened an enormous bunch of gold balloons over the exact point where Bill and Flora would shortly be. Um, shortly become husband and wife so I like that like they're all involved and I think that like up until this point we've mostly seen Molly um kind of spearheaded and kind of be the person to pull her hair out about it but um I don't know I kind of like to think that Fred and George were like yeah we'll do that and like we're excited about it and you know because that's their big brother yeah weddings and things when I get married said Fred I won't be bothering with any of this nonsense. You can wear what you like and I'll put a full body bind curse on mum until it's over. Um, And then George's like, well, she wasn't that too bad. She wasn't too bad this morning. She cried a bit about Percy not being here, but who wants him? Um, Molly does. And that's who. Just Molly. But like. And Arthur too and people. (laughs) People want Percy. Yeah. Fred and George want Percy. They I know they be like tripped. They, they be acting. Right. Y'all be acting like you don't care, but you be caring. You be caring you know what and I shit. Mean? You be all up in your feelings and shit. That's what I'm saying. That's the only reason they're saying it is because they're in mm-hmm. their chest. Otherwise, they wouldn't bring it up. They they be somebody bring up Percy. They'd be like, who? Mm-hmm. Don't know him. Interesting. Interesting. Don't have never never met him before. Um. So soon a procession had formed, which began to snake its way up through the garden toward the marquee. So I think that like one of the things that have that's always not confused me but maybe confused <laughs> maybe confused is the word. They have all of these guests. But this is also the safe house for the Order of the Phoenix. It's also where Harry's being hidden and like granted not everyone knows that he's there and that's you know that's part of it is that they don't know that he's there. Yeah. Um cuz he's under he has polyjuice potion. Um but it just feels like enough people know that inviting like all of these people just seems counterintuitive. I mean, that's the other thing is like when they said like, instead of having the wedding in France, we should have it at the borough because it's safer. It's like, is it? Cause Voldemort is not terrorizing France right now. I feel like France is the place to be at the moment. Right. I mean, like maybe it's a, maybe it's one of those like hide in plain sight. It's like a, uh, yeah. I can't, I'm like, miss. I'm just like grasping at words today. I don't know why that is. Reverse psychology. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's one of those where like, of course they wouldn't have this gigantic it's too... with like 300 people invited and, and then also have Harry Potter yeah. at their house and also be, you know what I mean? It's like, haha, we're here. We have like, like they, the like no one would on be our house that like th- everyone yeah. would have in a Voldemort era, not in like a, we work with the Order of the Phoenix yeah. era. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's possible that that's kind of what they're relying yeah, on. Yeah, the, the no one would be that dumb to do the thing. And then they're like, ha, yeah. got you. We are that dumb. We did the thing. <laughs> um, yeah, so it just it just seems weird. Because, I think the other thing, too, is like not the prob- the the weirdness for me is not having the wedding at the borough. It's having such a huge wedding. Yeah. At the borough. Like if you're going to like the way that like 
uh, Tonks and Remus, like, they're, them getting married aside, they had a very small wedding. Like, not really anybody was invited. Didn't nobody really know till it was mm-hmm. done. It seems like Bill and Floor, like, I get it. Like, y'all would want to have a... They're like, younger, I, I too. Want to Are they younger? It. I get that. But then in my head, it feels like you would go to the courthouse, and then once, like, shit dies down, then you have a big party, and you invite all your friends. But, like... You know what I mean? Or, or I mean, say, I know what you mean. Called? Invite the pa- <laughs> invite the pastor. Invite your parents, and that's all you need. Don't nobody need to like Fred saying y'all need to dress up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like shout out to you. We got cake. Um, like Delia says, they're literally having international guests at this wedding. Like it just seems like a lot. It is a lot. And and, and then like Flora's like obviously no one we're inviting are Death Eaters, and it's like sure, but that doesn't mean that like like y'all got Mundungus on your squad. So like right, I just people feel talk. Like how people people are messy. Like we're about to see Muriel. People are messy. So it just seems like not the I don't. It's know. not the move. I don't want to hate. But it just it's seems not. Like it's, it's not, not the, the move. move. And also the other thing too is like, um, Amani's like, but Harry clearly isn't there, guys. It's just Louise is hanging out. It's the fact that it's like they're the they're openly just... like friends with Harry Potter. Like they like have taken him in every year. So even the fact that half of them were fighting Voldemort, not two right. Weeks ago. So even the fact that he's not there is also kind of jarring. Like so then where is he? Mm-hmm. Do y'all know where he is? Like it's gonna just like people are gonna be asking the questions. You know, like if anyone knows where Harry is, it'd be the Weasleys. So then also people that probably weren't going to go to the like to the wedding because they're more like Slughorn. Like, I'm just going to lay low, keep to myself or like, but I kind of want the tea. And the best place to get the tea is to go to this wedding. Yeah. I think the I think the Weasleys are Miss um, Haversham. They're misjudging the amount of messiness. I think the thing is that's like not funny, but like it all is rendered moot by the end anyway, just based on how events occur. But like if things didn't pop off the way that they had at the end, you can't tell me people like there wouldn't have been more like speculation and questions. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, things could have popped off in a different way very easily is basically what I'm saying. It's kind of inevitable that it was going to go awry. Yeah. Definitely. Excellent. I think I see a few Vila cousins, said George. Um, they'll need help understanding our English customs. I'll look after them. Not so fast, your holiness. Um, and so then Fred jumps forward. Your holiness. Um, I love that. And then like, but so like they're like flexing for these for these cousins, but like the girls are giggling too. So I'm like, oh, so Fred and George are tall. Mm-hmm. Okay. Look at them. Um. So, yeah, so Fred... There's also something the, about the, the, a wedding. Like... That's true. I mean, I've heard. <laughs> I, I mean, I know, wouldn't know, but, yes. but I've I've seen wedding crashers enough. And that's based on real life, of course, <laughs> right? Isn't it? Of course it is. It's based on real life. Yeah. Sure. Completely realistic. I'll take your word for it. Wedding crashers. Um, so yeah, so then George has to look after the middle age, which is Ron takes, uh, Mr. Weasley's old ministry colleague Perkins, um, and then Harry takes an old couple, and then Tonks and Lupin show up, Tonks is blonde and all happy, and, like, they know that it's Harry because Arthur told them that Mm -hmm. Harry, the curly-haired, red-head 
is Harry. Um, so they say hi. But also um, even that, like, don't tell them. Like they they're cool. Well, I don't mind telling like Thompson. I know, but like Remus don't tell don't dad, tell okay? don't tell nobody. <laughs> if you aren't living in the house, I know Remus is his dad. Remus I'm just saying, Tonks is super happy. She' about to drink. She's cool. You right. I mean, Tonks. Tonks maybe. Tonks could. is an or. No, she Tonks w- is she not would about to drink. Oh yeah, she's not about to drink because she's yeah. You're right. You're right. Okay, we, they can know. They can know. Carry on. They're good. She's an or. She's yeah, good. she's good. She she's just clumsy, not at the mouth, just like <laughs> physically. You know, she good. Um. So she, they apologized for the night before, for leaving the night before when Scrimger showed up, saying that uh, the ministry is being very anti-werewolf at the moment, and so they thought their presence might not do um, do Harry any favors. So you know, another reason. Seriously, but also, is that bad for Tox? Is Tox still working at the ministry? Everyone knows, or does she quit her job? It's not really clear. right. I think the pregnancy kind of like renders it so that no one asks questions about it. I mean, but no one knows she's clear. Do people know she's pregnant yet? I mean, I mean, like, plot wise. Oh, I mean, right. like JK Rowling didn't consider it because she's pregnant. So she wasn't going to have her right, anyway. Right. And she, then she's going to kill her. As you do. Mm-hmm. Awkward. <laughs> so Harry kind of notices that Remus is still not looking very happy. He just looks like a miserable person, and um, it's he doesn't get it, and he but he doesn't have time to like mm-hmm. deal with it at the moment because you know there's hella people, um, and also Hagrid misunderstands Fred's directions and sits himself on like five different chairs instead of the very clearly magically enlarged one that was meant for him. But like you know, it's Hagrid and. It bees that way sometimes. But Hagrid is not dumb. I didn't say he was. I don't think he is. I know, but I mean, I feel like the way that she writes him sometimes is very inconsistent. Like, I don't think Hagrid would look at the very over-large chair. Unless maybe he misunderstood and thought they enlarged that chair for someone, like, for the couple to sit in. Like, two two people, one chair. I don't know. Love seat. Love seat, basically. In the back of the thing yeah. for the wedding. I don't know. It, anyway, um, they, so while the, the, the damage gets repaired um, and then shows, um, then up comes an eccentric looking wizard who's slightly cross-eyed with shoulder length white hair, the texture of candy floss. Um, he wears a cap whose tassel dangles in front of his nose and robes of an eye-watering shade of egg yolk yellow. Um, an odd symbol, rather like a triangular eye, glistened from a gold chain around his neck. It is Xenophilius Lovegood. Stutton. Also, aha. And then... We out here with the hollow. He came out He came out, and like all of a sudden, a, a witch with an American accent got up, grabbed the mic, and said, came through dripping, drip, drip. Came through dripping, drip, oh, drip. And, and then Xenophilius happened? started like... Ice and just like walked in. Oh. No, I don't. I don't remember that. Happening. It did. I just you just read it. I don't understand. Perhaps we have you, different. You copies just read it. Book. I didn't. I didn't read that part. Delia also sees it in her copy. It's there. I mean, I'm not saying it's, it's there. not there. I'm just saying I personally, me myself, do not have it in my copy. That's all. Well, and I just feel like. J.K. Rowling should do better at um, 
making sure that we are all reading the same book. Copies in the world are are <laughs> for ordering that we're reading this from the same text. Um, so, um, Xenovilius Lovegood, um, who is Luna's father. Um, and so Ron's like, where, where's Luna? Um, she lingered in that charming little garden to say hello to the gnomes. Such a glorious infestation. How few wizards realize just how much we can learn from the wise little gnomes or to give them their correct name, the Jernumbly Gardensi. All right, bro. I just... Just straight up, like, it's so much, like, it's on brand for something, for someone, or so on brand for someone we haven't met yet, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, this is exactly how you would imagine her father to be. (laughs) Yep. So, like, even, so even Ron and Harry are, like, not really, like, they're still a little bit, like, yo, but they're not surprised. Um, Ron's like, ours do know a lot of excellent swear words, but I think Fred and George taught them those. Um, So then Luna uh, shows up. Ooh, excuse me. So Luna shows up. Hello, Harry. Uh, my name's Barney, said Harry. Oh, have you changed that too? How did you? Oh, just your expression. Like, <laughs> Luna's like, yeah. I don't, what, I have never seen apologies potion in my whole life. Like, I know exactly who you are. Like. And I just feel like a kid. Like, she knows. Like, nobody else heard her. But she was very confident in the way that she yep. said that. And it just seems like security wise, they're not doing. Didn't lower her voice. Like, but Luna is Luna, so like I do appreciate that she, or I like that she just very much immediately recognized Harry. Yeah. And and recognized his expression because I'm pretty sure the only re- like she recognizes it because that's the expression that he looks at her with often. Mm-hmm. And he was looking at her dad, so <laughs> like, <laughs> she was like, yeah, mm. like, the, mm, okay, cool. I'm a, everyone else here, you all here to, okay, we're not just, we just gonna let that, right. okay, we gonna let that right, okay, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Amani said no one um, else has that stupid look on their face constantly, Harry. Um, Portia says, who needs the waterfall of Green Gods with Luna around? Delia says she's showing up with the emotional EQ of a literal genius, and Sterling just succinctly puts it, Luna be knowing. Luna be knowing. She do. She do do also, as I screamed that, that, my she Luna was like, that. I'm just trying to sleep. She's like, I don't know. Oh, you, shit. I know you took my avocado and now I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then uh, Luna turns to her dad and says, Daddy, look, one of the gnomes actually bit me. How wonderful. Gnome saliva is enormously beneficial. Luna, my love, if you should feel any burgeoning talent today, perhaps an unexpected urge to sing opera or to declaim in Murmish, do not repress it. You may have been gifted by the Jernumblies. I love them. I just want to, like, be a fly on the wall of their weird little life, you know? Yo, their house has to be, like, like, obviously we go to their house later, but, you know, different circumstances. But just like a regular day at the Love Goods. I'm all about it. Yeah. Um, so so Ron, he's like, as Ron is like, you know, passing people and taking them to their seats or whatever, and he walks by and he kind of like lets out a laugh. And Raluna's like, Ron can laugh, but my father has done a lot of research on Jernumbly magic. Um, and then Harry's like, Are you sure you don't wanna, you know, maybe put some Neosporin on that bite? <laughs> or 
we're, and Luna's like, it's fine. I'm, we're good. It's, uh, I don't need that. Um, and Luna says that she told her dad that people would probably wear dress robes, but he believes that you ought to wear sun colors to a wedding for luck. So that's why they're both out here in bright ass yellow. But like, I can't even be mad at that, you know? Right. But also like, I love it. Like, I, I think that it's, it's kind of, it's a very muggle kind of thing, right? Like you wear bright colors and like stuff to a wedding, especially in the summer and like, cause it's mm-hmm. a celebration and you want like, you know, to like bring in the light and like, you know, highlight and have like those happy days or whatever. And I just, I love that they like kind of have, it's definitely not like based on like what muggle culture is because they're so they're also really removed from muggles, but it is like their their different outlook on the world and you can see it in the way that they dress and like talk about things. And so it's just like, mm-hmm. I love the love goods. Yeah, they're, they're great. great. Um, so then Luna drifts off with her dad. Ron appears with an elderly witch clutching his arm. Um, her beaky nose, red rimmed eyes and feathery pink hat gave her the look of a bad tempered flamingo. And your hair's much too long, Ronald. For a moment, I thought you were Ginevra. Merlin's beard. What does Xenophilius love good wearing? He looks like an omelet. And who are you? He bar- She barks at <laughs> Harry. Um, and so Ron's like, oh yeah, Auntie Muriel, this is our cousin Barney. Another Weasley? You breed like gnomes. Isn't Harry Potter here? I was hoping to meet him. I thought he was a friend of yours, Ronald. Or were you merely, or were, sorry, or have you merely been boasting? So like, Auntie Muriel is like playing no games. She is that old lady that don't give no fucks. She gives zero fucks. I do also want to point out, though, that, like, wasn't her house a safe house? So, like, how would he be boasting if you just risked your well-being in your life? Because she's probably thinking, mm, they made me make my house, open my house up to all these people. He don't know no Harry Potter. He knew Harry, they, If they yeah, actually knew Harry Potter, he'd be here. They don't know no goddamn Harry Potter. Except, like, Polyjuice Potion and stuff. But, like, it's okay, Muriel. Yeah, go, go off. off. That she's 107 and she'll say she's about to literally say literally two weeks ago she two has no ago. idea she doesn't remember that she, <laughs> she's 107 which is what she's about mm-hmm. to say so ron is like oh he couldn't come and she's like made an excuse did he but i'm also like made an excuse you know that people are trying to kill him and you again safe house right <laughs> like you, you were involved in this whole last thing and i'm not saying this to like Cause like Mur- Muriel throws some wonderful shade and is like messy, and I love that about her. But I also just feel like some of this stuff is just common sense. Personally, but when you're 107, do you need common sense? What are what facts? Are, exactly. What are facts? Who needs facts? I say what right. I want, and you're what right. are you gonna do? I've had, mm-hmm. I've had literal poos that are older than you. That you know, I vanished them. At that point, yes. <laughs> Sorry, I went back. I was like, why are we still talking about? <laughs> Never mind. We're good. I was just trying to think of something else to say, but um, it's on the brain. brain. Yeah. Um, not as gormless as he looks in his press photographs then. Um, and she says, I've just been instructing the bride on how to best wear my tiara. Goblin maid, you know, and it's been in my family for centuries. Um, I just want to kind of point out real quick the goblin maid um, part because that is going to come up again later um when we see grip hook and just the fact that like she calls it her tiara it's been in her family from mm-hmm. centuries for centuries but it's goblin made so like in terms of goblin they don't rock like that customs that's not how that works whoever bought that tiara the first time 
that was they they got to borrow it and then instead of passing it through their family they should have given it back to the goblins yeah. um but that's not the point of this i just wanted to bring yeah that point up. that out um, also i just want to bring yeah. up this um lovely bit of like future headcanons like fodder for a future hogwarts bsu post i guess not because they're not bsu Hog- uh, fodder for future fanfic um which is Auntie Muriel and Phineas Nigelis Black having tea together. You know. Shout out to Amani. Sharing. Sharing in the news of the day. Hot topics. Hmm. You know. Um, sorry, I was trying to think of a name for that, but it's gone. <laughs> so then... Um, She's good looking. She's a good looking girl, but still French. Well, well, find me a good seat, Ronald. I'm 107 and I ought not to be on my feet too long. So. Um. A lot, a lot happening. So I, I want to point out, like, I feel like most people know this, but Muriel is Molly's auntie, not Arthur's. That's why she's always like, you damn Weasleys out here with all them damn kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. I'm maybe a Pruitt. I don't think we're clear on that. I don't think it's clear. Um, yeah. Yeah. But who knows who she was married to, whatever. Um, then Ron comes back after, after dropping Muriel off. Nightmare Muriel is, he says. Um, she used to come for Christmas every year, and then she took, but then she took offense because Fred and George set off a dung, a dung bomb under her chair at dinner. Um, so that's, you know, quite a bit, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I get it. Families are complicated. Um, wow. Ron added blinking rather rapidly as Hermione came hurrying towards them. You look great. Always a tone of surprise. <laughs> she said, um, she's in a floaty lilac colored dress, um, and matching high heels. So she was like, yes, I'm muggle born. How could you tell? <laughs> um, her hair is sleek and shiny. Your great aunt Muriel doesn't agree. Um, I just met her upstairs while she was giving for the tiara. She said, oh, dear, is this the Muggleborn? Bad posture and skinny ankles. I'm like, girl. She just. But she's 107. Right. What are you like, going to do? But she literally. <laughs> did she do? say hello? Did she ask her name? Or did she just say, oh. That one. Muggle. Bad posture. Skinny ankles. Move along. <laughs> Next. Like what? I'm just I'm 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 um I'm imagining her as I have not walked out Nabby in hella long. Maggie, Maggie Smith. Smith. By the way, yesterday or whatever day, Sunday, Saturday. The dow the dowager Countess. Um Countess, yes. yes. So Sunday I went to um because I'm eighty. I'm 107 myself. I went to a screening of Victoria that KQED put on for its members. KQED is our PBS station. Um, And I'm a member of my local PBS station because I'm cool like that. And um, afterwards, they did a tea with the dames. And it was Maggie Smith and uh, Dame Judi Dench and Joanne Plotholt. She used to be married to Laurence Olivier. I can't remember her name. And then the other one who plays, like, all the great funky, quirky characters. Basically the cast of the, like, best Marigold Hotel. Um, and Maggie Smith is so goddamn hilarious. Like, they asked her about, like, what it was like um, filming 
Harry Potter and like to become like to go from being like the new hotness to being like the older, you know, person and filming with young people. And she's like, me and Alan, we figured that all they wanted from us was reaction shots. So we just did a lot of like nose pursing and <laughs> and looking disgusted. <laughs> and then she did like all the McGonagall faces. And I was like, that's true. All they wanted was the reaction shots. And that's all we needed. It was all I ever needed. That's it was wonderful. so wonderful. I get, yeah. Now I'm going to like go back and watch the yeah. movies and be like, <laughs> you're right though. Cause those are, it's, it is yeah, like 90% reaction shots that mm-hmm. um, it's called tea with the dames. It's a weird. I've heard of it. I think I saw like a, it, it's weird one. and like, it's not shot well. And I think the person who directed it was probably someone's crony and like a, a white dude whose daddy was somebody, but like, mm. you know, you put those four women in a room and it's going to be good. So yeah, I feel that. Joan Plothole? Um, Portia asked who should have played Aunt Muriel. I think there was. I think Aunt Muriel was cast. Yeah, I think she. But I don't think that she. If she did say anything, it was like in a um, in a deleted scene. Uh, I'm I am googling right now Aunt Muriel as a actress. I. Yeah. Whew. Except they call her Aunt Muriel Weasley, which is like false yeah so met that gibbs um okay so then don't take it personally she's rude to everyone said ron talking about muriel inquired george yeah she just told me my ears sorry my ears are lopsided old bat i wish uncle bilius was still with us though he was a right laugh at weddings um and hermione's like wasn't he the one who saw the grim and died 24 hours later um and george is like well yeah um, he went a bit odd toward the end, but before he went loopy, he was the life and soul of the party, said Fred. He used to down an entire bottle of fire whiskey, then run around, then run onto the dance floor, hoist up his robes, and start pulling bunches of flowers mm-hmm. out of, I mean, you know, we don't see, we don't get to hear out of what. Yeah. But out of something. <laughs> And this is, again, I mean, where we get the, like, J.K. Rowling. She's in. a weirdo. She's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> and we know that. But, like, also at the same time, like, even that is, like, it's meant to be, like, chuckled at. Like, the way that we're reading these stories are, like, it's different. But you can even tell by, like, the rhythm and the beats of it. It's meant to be chuckled at and not. Right. But it's also it's also supposed to, like, mirror, like, obviously because we're muggles we don't have uncle crazy ass uncles who pull flowers from obscene places because that's just not a thing that they right do. but i've had some crazy right? ass uncles i literally who may have done that if they so had i'm so food. glad that none of my crazy ass uncles had magic one of them i will tell the story with love um <laughs> one of my crazy ass aunts we were at like they were everyone's at my house and she said like randomly when she died she said when i die i want to be cremated and my crazy ass uncle came from inside the house to the backyard outside to yell i'll burn your ass up oh and it was fucking hilarious like i mean where'd you where'd you come from dude but also (laughs) great timing spot on hearing all y'all need to take a nap you're old (laughs) <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it when you're when your family gets old you just smile and remember and like all those oh look at that 
back when they got yeah, a filter. But also you just said, oh, look at that mild racism and xenophobia. Oh, mm. uh, mm. they're old. They're going to like, there's nothing we can do. Like, I don't know that I can re- relate to that part, but, like... I mean... But still. Um, um, um... Okay. So then Ron is like, he never married for some reason. For some reason. And Hermione's just like... Can't imagine. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> it's crazy. Um, they're all laughing, so that none of them noticed the latecomer, a dark-haired young man with a large curved nose and thick black eyebrows. Um, he looks to Hermione and says, you look wonderful. Victor, she shrieked. And she dropped her small beaded bag, which made a loud thump quite disproportionate to his si- to its size. Is she ready? Aha. Uh-huh. She stay ready, so she ain't got to get ready. She is ready. Okay? Okay? I'm sorry. I had to stand before we talk about her right. bag. I just first. First things first. Like, wait up. Like, hold up a minute. She said. <laughs> like, y'all mind if I stand? Because I just had to. She said, first oh, thing. it's a wedding? Oh, Harry, we're going to, we're going to give Harry a. Uh, a disguise, but there's going to be a bunch of people here. Okay. Okay, let me get my bag. The whole bag. Just everything's ready. In there. Tent, books. She's just carrying it with her casually to yep. a wedding. Her entire life. Well, I think she, people. like us, looked around and said, there's a lot of fucking people we don't know here. We, don't really we ain't got no, like, we just trust in these motherfuckers. That's what I'm saying. So... I'm going to just, just be, ready. be ready. Ron and Harry are like, ooh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Just, okay. Like, she's like, nah. Nah. If I'm things about here, to pop off. Me. And then can we talk about, can we talk about just the fact that this bag can go from day to night? Can go from like casual. <laughs> where to know, a wedding. Where, where, just a where, wedding. You have it on the on run. Just a regular day. On, like regular day on the run. And then also to a wedding. Like that. Okay. Just. Like, let's just. She ready. It's just. It's inspired. And now I'm thinking about like it I as just, like the actual TARDIS. Like if the TARDIS like chameleon circuit wasn't broken. Like she can just change appearance. All of a sudden she got a Birkin bag. Then she got like a backpack. <laughs> and she got a right, side she hat. Like, and she got like a briefcase. It's all the same bag. Right? Mm-hmm. She could like it's all just, her Mary Poppins just, one minute. Man, um, Maggie says, I need to know more about this magic. What if it got dropped on someone's foot? Um, which it's a valid. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would assume it would be broken and that's unfortunate for them. They need to step out of the way when they're dealing with an icon. Mm-hmm. An icon. They need to go chase their own bag. <laughs> um, chase a bag. Don't worry about what she doing. That's what I'm saying. Um, uh, Dahlia says it's so advanced. She hasn't even gone through her seven year less seventh year uh, lessons, and she's got this an undetectable extension charm on lock. And I don't even think they teach that because I'm pretty sure it's heavily regulated, and it's only technically supposed to be like for commercial use. Mm-hmm. So she went and learned that shit on her own, and like this, you know, this is not something that she would have learned. Yeah. So she was I like, just, "But I need it." And I'm going to learn it. And, and I'm going to use it. it. I mean, at this point, we try to fight Voldemort. Right. We're trying to make sure we have all our What's stuff What's the together. rule? I, What's the regulation? You know? Trying to... Just... 
just like you know mad i told me to be I, constantly I, vigilant and that and is what, what i'm, I'm going, going to, do. to do okay um anyway victor her quidditch bay um and she's flustered and harry i mean sorry and ron is jealous his ears are red and he's all how come you're here you're here floor invited me hey um harry who's like none of that Trump is my said business. i got doing? friends <laughs> right he's like and harry's like how's it going <laughs> yep. like I don't, he's like i don't know what they talking about i don't care about ron whatever i have no beef so and you don't, you don't know, know me that I mean, right so like let me just <laughs> let me introduce you know, myself introduce myself yeah um so then he takes he takes crumb uh into the marquee also if um, there um Sorry, quick. If there's supposed to be ushers, like don't if there's seats, there's seating assignments, shouldn't you know? Wouldn't you know? You're not doing your job well, Ronald. They do. They have they have the oh that well maybe he's not like looking at. I doubt he memorized. Right, is that what I'm saying? He's not doing his job very well, Ronald. Mm-hmm. It's true. But like you know, there's a lot going yeah. on. Auntie Muriel got him all flustered. happening um so then karma's like your friend is not pleased to see me or is he a relative um harry's like cousin but no what he crumb's not listening because now you know mm-hmm. people are like "Ooh, it's victor crumb and he's laughing that up because he's famous and shit um now it's time to sit down so harry ron and hermione take their seats in the second row behind fred and george which i just feel like again harry should sit on the other side of the room right? with some other random wheezy cousins like <laughs> Anyone who really pays how y'all like, like I'd never seen that? y'all together and yet you stuck at the hip like he the new Harry Potter. Interesting, right. interesting. Wonder if it just again. he looks about the same height as Harry Potter too. You notice that? Mm, interesting. I mean, I guess Maybe yeah. Probably just will change your height, person, but, like, but same facial expressions. Same facial though. expressions. Luna clocked it. Go sit with Luna. Yeah, yeah make some new friends. I mean, like old friends. You know, but to the eye. Um, and then Ron or Hermione's looks pink and Ron is all like, did you see he's grown a stupid little beard? And Harry's like, I literally don't care. <laughs> this has nothing to do with me. I, <laughs> like, my name mm. is Bennett. I'm not in it. <laughs> yeah. um, Delia resists talking about how Victor is a much better match for Hermione than Ron, who does not have the range. Um. And she says her one true pair is Dean Myony, um, as we know. But if she had ended up with Victor, she would have been here for it. Um, we love a Quidditch Bay who recognizes greatness when we see it, when he sees it, which is true. Like Victor is like, I don't, I doubt Victor needed a book to have him go up to Hermione and say, "You look wonderful." Right, because she just looks one. I mean, he said it this time. He just sounded right surprised but he did say it but no i i always read this as victor coming up smoldering like you look marvelous darling <laughs> uh i think the only reason i don't fully ship victor and hermione is like the eight like the age difference wouldn't matter in like 10 years but it is a little because what she was to be 14 14 and he yeah was 18 now it'd be better that she's 17 and he's 20 something. Two? 20 yeah, math. wait some time. Yeah. It's not like a terrible thing, but it just always made me feel like, eh. 
you know. And Portia, you need to stop putting my mans with other people. Oh, Lord. Portia said, if Hermione must have a Weasley, it should have been Charlie. That age difference is even worse. One. True. And two, Charlie's taken. Oh. He is. Okay. You're rude. Uh, so the 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 wedding starts. Mr. and Mrs. Weasley stroll up the aisle, smiling and waving. Um, then Bill and Charlie are standing at the front, wearing dress robes with large white roses in their buttonholes. Fred Wolf whistles. Um, so there's an outbreak of giggling from the Vila cousins. So the the cousins are feeling the Weasley twins. Okay, <laughs> like shout out to them. And then. Uh, Muncier Delacour and Flora come walking up the aisle. Flora gliding and Muncier Delacour bouncing and beaming. Flora's wearing a very simple white dress and seemed to be emitting a strong silvery glow. While her radiance usually dimmed everyone else by comparison, today it beautified everybody it fell upon. Ginny and Gabrielle, both wearing golden dresses, look even prettier than usual. And once Flora had reached them or reached him, Bill did not look as though he had ever met Fenrir Greyback. Which I'm wondering if this is literal magic or like something else i'm, ass- I I'm assuming it's li- it's like unintentional magic but i don't like it i mean not intentional i know it's not intentional i just mean like literal. yeah you said you no. don't like it why not i like well i like the idea of like her glow radiates and makes other people like glow as well but like mm-hmm. it's very the way that it's written is very like actually physically better like yeah. bill looks like he never met finra grayback but like he has met finra grayback but he can still be like right. glowing and and attractive and happy and like with scars on right. his face like that doesn't go away right um jenny and um gabrielle i wanted to say gg so bad <laughs> i don't know why um jenny and gabrielle could look you know amazing and happy and you know their skin is radiant or whatever but like they yeah not prettier like there's just a it's a it's a it's a subtle distinction that like i think is important Mm -hmm. i agree yeah so um there's just a yeah there's definitely a way to write it where it has the effect that I think she was right going without for, it being so without the like yeah appearance based. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. Um, Adelia says that she agrees, but we know Joe does not have the range for that. Um, and then she's too busy on her anti-fem mess for nuance. Oh, um, so. Yeah. But it's chill chill. Maggie says we have to do the <sighs> mental work to make it not a problem, which is a problem. Which I agree, like right. a consistent like issue with Joe is that we we kind of I I think we've I'm not we think that we understand what her point is, right? Or we're like this is what she actually mm-hmm. means. We're getting to the point now where we're like, is that what she actually means? Because she keep for someone, you know, like we. 
Well, I mean, I think it's, I think really what it is, is that I think that that's what she thinks she's yeah. saying. Right? And so I think, and I think that, like. Definitely. Especially, like, reading it now at the age that we're at, but then I also think that, like, kind of in the time that we're at, um, and, like, the way, like, the way that we understand the world and, like, the ways that, like, those things have evolved since she wrote this book, um, they be, just come, become more stark, right? Like, mm-hmm. you start to then, you see where her, like, if you're reading it as a kid, you're just reading it and you're not thinking about, like, the author themselves and their value systems and their, like, um, may perhaps, like, and, and their nature, parts that may be problematic and parts yeah. that aren't, but you aren't really looking for where those things kind of bleed in. Um, but a lot of those things bleed in, not in, like, like, they can in, like, the larger plot, obviously, because they're telling the story that they think should mm-hmm. be told, right? But, like, you also get the more subtler things in the way that things are worded. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, like, like, on the surface, what's happening is, like, cool, and it's, a, it's an interesting visual and all that stuff, but then the words that she chooses um, are what tell you more about her than about she happening. what's actually happening in yeah. the text. Because, and it's because, like, her worldview or... I mean, and we like we said, we're all guilty of like def- like defaulting to whiteness, or you know. And she has she grew up in that same thing, right? Like she grew up mm-hmm. probably even worse than we did, where like main character like main characters weren't described in a certain way, and so she didn't she wasn't growing up reading like descriptions of people's like physical appearance that was like you know like default white or ugly is bad, you know, like, just very caricature-ish. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also a thing where you're starting to look at, okay, this is book seven, and she's saying this. And in book one, we were talking right. about Molson Bolshoe looking like a toad, and, like, where is the growth mm-hmm. there? Um, so, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. But... Um, her intention of what she was trying to say I think is like I think that is magic I think it's unintentional magic but it is magic Mm -hmm. cool Um, so cool so then um, at the front Harry realizes that um, that their like reverend is the same wizard who presided over um, Dumbledore's funeral um, which to him is, you know, I'm sure on in his head he's like, y'all ain't got more than one of these? Okay. <laughs> it's cool. Um, yes, my tiara sets off the whole thing nicely, said Auntie Muriel in a rather carrying whisper. But I much, but I must say, Ginevra's dress is far too low cut. <laughs> so she's just like... These fast girls. Here, just like, <laughs> man. Um, Ginny glances around and then grins and winks at Harry. Um, and then Harry's mind starts to wander a long way Ugh. from the marquee, back to afternoon spent alone with Ginny in lonely parts of the school grounds. They seemed so long ago. They had always seemed too good to be true, as though he st- as though he had been stealing shining hours from a normal person's life, a person without a lightning-shaped scar. Do you know that you change your voice when you read this shit? <laughs> I do. That's why I'm reading it. Because, like... <laughs> I wasn't going to read it, but then it was there, and I was like... Because, I like... To. I'm now getting a like association that I think makes it even worse than it actually is because I'm like, God damn it. Because that's the same voice that was talking to me about the goddamn monster. And I just 
It is on purpose. Just. It it makes me laugh, and I just feel like I don't know what I didn't have nothing to say about. Just. Got nothing to say about that passage. Only I just want to read. Deli says stealing literal hours because they were only together for three weeks. (laughs) All they had was hours. He missed. He missed the priest's entire um, speech. So did we. And, and I'm, I'm mad sure about it because I may I would probably yeah. would have enjoyed the speech more than that shit. <laughs> I mean, would you? Because actually, nope. Gonna leave that one. Just kidding. Leaving that. Do you, William Arthur, take for Isabel? Um. Miss, Mrs. Weasley and Madame Delacour are both sobbing quietly into scraps of lace. Hagrid is, is crying in the back. Hermione's eyes are full of tears. Um, Why? And Flora and Bill are bonded for life. Um, so then there's a round of applause. The golden balloons overhead burst. Birds of paradise and tiny golden bells flew and floated out of them, adding their songs and chimes to the din. So this is just like a well. I'm like, who... Like, the Weasleys just need to go into the party planning right? business. I don't know. The like, timing is great. Doing. You know? Like, Molly This is what I'm is saying pulled, about... This she, is what, I'm, this is what together, I'm saying about... Fred and George executed. I just They made like the wrong decision when they decided that Molly not, was the one that was going to stay home. And Arthur was going to really be the did. breadwinner. Like, let Arthur because tinker Molly with his shit in the garage while Molly go bank. get that bag. Mm-hmm. But could you imagine... Now, like all of the balls in part, like Molly has right. That. It's like, oh, mom's coming because we got to put on. She puts on the Yule ball every time or whatever. But yeah. like Ron is not all crap because his robes are legit. Like he get you know, he be getting wizard, um, Gucci to send him sample sizes. You know what I mean? Like because Molly is just that one. Yeah. Oh, really quickly, uh, going back. No. Um, Delia says, um, can we point out this weird line that threw me off when I first read the book? Um, So she says that she knew Ginny and Harry and then Ron and Hermione were a foregone conclusion at this point. But then it says Hermione turned around and beamed at Harry. Her eyes, too, were full of tears. And then um, then I declare you bonded for life. And she's saying that, like, why focus on Hermione in that moment? Um. And then I and and she's saying that's why Harmony Shippers had a hard time, which I get the like the transition of that. I'm sure she just wasn't paying attention to be honest. Yeah. Um. And also, she should have if she was really paying attention, she should have did it to Ron. Also, how can anyone not know that that's Harry Potter at this point? Why y'all keep staring at Binky? Like, stop looking at Barney, Barney. bro. Yeah, you don't know him. Who is Barney to you? Why are you Why are you getting teary eyed and staring at Barney? That's Harry Potter's ass. Um, I know. I knew that's him. I know. I, I knew it. I didn't know it. I knew, I knew it. it. Um. So I wanna. So I wanna like just back to where the, or fast forward back to where we were about the party planning, and I just wanna like, talk about these logistics and like <laughs> this. You know, as someone who has had to plan a party, do things in production and programming and stuff. This is just like, 
wonderful. So um, the seats on which they had been sitting, so they the, the priest has them all stand. The seats on which they had been sitting rose gracefully into the air as the canvas walls of the marquee vanished so that they stood beneath a canopy supported by golden poles with the glorious view of the sunlit orchard and surrounding countryside. Next, a pool of molten gold spread from the center of the tent to form a gleaming dance Oof. floor. The hovering chairs grouped themselves around small white cloth tables, which all floated gracefully black to the back to the earth around it, and the golden jacket jacketed band trooped up toward the podium. But who's so doing the like magic? Which was my this. biggest thing too. Like the I, logistics yeah, I are tell amazing. If it was the priest, or if this was like, but I wonder if you can like. Is it like automated magic? magic? Right, like, but can you can you like tweet deck magic? Like, can you? Just, that's like, what I'm saying. It? Like a scheduled magic at eight forty five. Let me write. Let me do this incantation now, but it don't go until eight forty five. Like, yeah, I don't see why they wouldn't be able to do that. I mean, it, that seems really. I don't like. I mean, that seems like, like, a lot, but like technology and not magic in a way that is like true. I don't see how they would be able to do that. Yeah. I scheduled the spell for 545. <laughs> we should go and congratulate them, said Hermione. Um, then Ron's like, we'll have time later because there's, you know, thousands, or not thousands, but there's a lot of people who are trying to talk to Ron and Hermione. I mean, talk, sorry, talk to Bill and Four at the moment. So there's like, no point in just sitting there in a weird line crowd thing when you'll see them later. Um, bum, 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 so then Ron, they're looking for um, a place to sit. Nowhere near Muriel and Harry is pretty sure Ron is trying to figure out a way to not sit by Crumb either. Um, they end up taking the uh, table where Luna sits alone. Um, so the, the band starts to play. Bill and Floor take the dance floor. Mr. Weasley and Madame Delacour dance as well as Mrs. Weasley and um, Flora's dad. Delacour. So, you know, they're doing all the, they're doing all the traditional dancing things. I like this song, said Luna. Swang in time to the waltz-like tune, and a few seconds later, she stood up and glided onto the dance floor, where she, resol- where she revolved on the spot quite alone, eyes closed and waving her arms. I love her. Iconic. Well, it's just, Hermione and Luna are just out here today. Right. You know, who needs these men? Just their peak selves. Who needs these men like, when we have all today. of this glory? You know, um, Victor Crumb drops into Luna's seat. Um, he looks like looking angry. Who is the man in yellow? Uh, that Xenophilius Lovegood. He's the father of a friend of ours, said Ron. Um, he's all like, he's trying to, you know, he's mad, basically. Big mad. He's, he's big mad. And he looks at, he's, yes. He, he looks to um, Hermione and says, come and dance. And then they go off, yep. which I mean is not romantic, but she wants to dance with him, I guess. Get her, so. She knows because she got her bag ready. She's like, it's my last fling. Let's just let's do it. You know, why yep. not? Um, ah, are they together now? Asked Crumb. Um, uh, sort of, said Harry. <laughs> <laughs> and so then they, 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 you know, they introduced themselves to each other or whatever since he's Barney and not Harry um and then Crumb asks if he knows uh, Xenophilius and says if he was not a guest of Flores I would duel him here and now for wearing that filthy sign upon his chest um and says that it is it's Grindelwald's sign um 
who killed many people, Crumb's gr- grandfather, for instance. Um, he was never po- powerful in this country because he feared Dumbledore, um, and rightly seeing as how he seeing how he was finished. But this is his symbol. I recognized it at once. Grindelwald carved it onto the wall at Durmstrang when he was a pupil there. Some idiots copied it into their books and clothes, thinking to shock, make themselves impressive, until those of us who had lost family members to Grindelwald taught them better. Xenophilius has the the mm-hmm. hollow, like the, the, the Deathly Hollows symbol. Um, but this kind of passage shows how Grindelwald took that to and like turned it into something different right like it's it's as a it's now it's like the predecessor to the dark mark yeah. in a way um which is like and, one of those things that i think is really important in like the growth of symbolism you know like mm-hmm. and being and and also being culturally aware because xenophilius is is wearing a hollow symbol but that's not what that is anymore um right. Or, actually, I think that it is, right? But I think that, again, like, I think that it depends, right? Because I think, because in this particular situation, I know, I'm sure Xenophilius knows about Grindelwald, because, like, right? But in his head, and we know how, like, and this is, like, Lovegood's eccentricities and their beliefs and whatever aside, like, he knows what the Hollows mean, like, for real. And I mean, even Grindelwald knows what the Hollows mean for real, he just ended up using that symbol mm-hmm. for something else in addition to what its original thing because his whole thing was he was collecting the hollows yeah. right uh, or was trying to collect the hollows but i mean i also i also that part of like the the kids thinking that they're like super cool and, and hardcore like oh let's just draw the symbol over here and like you know um is again a parallel mm-hmm. to now like portia says um the fact that you know J.K. Rowling was trying to allude to the swastika. Yeah. Um, which is, like, very clearly what's happening yeah. here. Um, so then Harry, of course, is confused because, you know, he doesn't anything. know. Anything. As folks in the chat are pointing out, he doesn't really know anything about John history Snow. of magic. Which is not his fault. The history, the lack of um, knowledge of history of magic is not on Harry. It's not on Harry. It's unfortunate, but it's yeah. not on Harry. Um... So Harry feels perplexed. It seemed incredibly unlikely that Luna's father was a supporter of the dark arts. And then he's like, are you sure that's Grindelwald's? Um, Crumb is like, I'm, I'm not mistaken. I walked past that sign for several years. I know it well. Um, well, there's a chance that Xenophilius doesn't actually know what the symbol means. The love goods are quite unusual. He could have easily picked it up somewhere and think it's a cross section of the head of a crumple horn snorkack or something. Um, I don't know what they are, but apparently he and his daughter go on holiday looking for them. And he feels like he's doing a bad <laughs> explanation of, like, the love goods, but is also trying to, def- you know, diffuse yeah. the situation. Um, because he, like, genuinely doesn't believe Zophilius. that Xenophilius is trying to cause harm. He's like, he probably just don't yeah. know, like, to be honest. But also that is a very um, good um explanation and defense of the love goods like he <laughs> it is but i think his problem is that as you explain it to someone who doesn't know it sounds like it sounds wild. But that's what like, it is like, wild though they wild they it wild is, it is but i think that harry because he likes them he's like this isn't like yeah he, i feel like he put also them in the best like, light he's also super yeah. cool <laughs> like he's she's like a great person but like <laughs> Um, she po- he points out to Luna, who is um, dancing alone, waving her arms around her head like someone attempting to beat off midges. Um, and Crumb is like, why is she doing that? Probably trying to get rid of a Raxpert, said Harry, who recognized the symptoms. 
<laughs> and Crumb is like, I don't know whether you're like fucking with me right, right. now or not. But so this is awkward. Um, he draws his wand from inside his robes and ta- and taps it menacingly on his thigh. Grigorovich said Harry loudly, and Crumb what? is like, What about him? He's a wand maker. I know that. He made your wand. That's why I thought Quidditch. And Crumb is like, How would you know that Grigorovich? He's like, I don't know you, bro. Like, who? What is going on? He's like, Oh yeah, I'm not Harry right now. I'm Barney. Um, so then he says that he th- he kind of plays it off by saying that he thinks he read it in a fan magazine or something. Um, and then asks Crumb, Where is Grigorovich these days? So smooth, so much smooth. We know, Here's we know thing. he's not smooth. Here's I feel like at this point, it's been established. We've, I can't even be. Mad we're talking him, about all of the ways in which other people can blow Harry's cover, but we did not mention all the ways in which Harry Potter can blow Harry Potter's right. cover. Because, like, <laughs> boy, really, oh my God. right? Really, Gregorovich. Like, oh my God. come on, come on, fam! Don't just shout! Don't just shout! So, um, I'm sorry, because this is the, um, I, I may, ha- I may ignore it if it had been at any other episode, except for the one where we talked about no. So, Delia says that she was looking for fan art of Luna in her yellow dress, but instead, she found fan art of Luna and Rookwood. Why? Why are y'all like this? I want off. I want out. I want out. This is like, remember when we were talking about, this is like months ago now when we were talking about weird, weird ass ships. Yeah, y'all. <laughs> I remember that time I searched Black Hermione before like, before oh, yeah. um, Noma. And you got and Sirius like Black. Hermione and Sirius mm-hmm. Black shit. And I was like, this is gross. Like, gross. Just, it's just not a thing that, um. The. I mean, there is no ship grosser than Snape, Hermione. I th- Well, I mean, I guess, like, Snape and Harry is grosser. Tom and Harry is grosser, too. Uh, y'all just need help, and I can't help you. <laughs> I can't be the one to help you, but you need it. And I wish, I wish, I hope that you get it. I hope that for, that's my prayer for you. Mm-hmm. Ugh. So, so back to the text, Portia says, um, she wonders how Victor would talk to Harry if he looked like himself, but also, um, who hasn't awkwardly stumbled through a conversation with someone when they knew something they shouldn't know about that person. True. I think this is also in the age of the internet where people share a lot about themselves, but like to an amorphous blob of strangers. And then when you meet one of those strangers and it's like, wow, don't get familiar you're overly familiar right now. But it's like, you do know that because you, you put it out there on the internet right. streets. So I know these things. Right. But, like, you don't know me. So. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely yeah. awkward. It's a, it's a fine sure. line that we walk now. Speaking of serious Black, you just showed up on my TV. And he's gross. Sorry. Gary Oldman, not serious. Thank black. you. Just, Gary Oldman is not serious black. Like, Gary Oldman is not serious black. Gary Oldman gonna, is not um, serious black. I'd be like, wait a minute, Robin. Because I found that stuff, stuff. 
And I have to, like, I, I'm so good with, like, Alan Rickman as not Snape. Like, I, that is, like, embedded in my brain. But I have to, like, retrain my brain about Gary Oldman. Because I didn't know all that shit. I feel that. Why are so many people so terrible? Anyway, moving on. Back to the text. Um, so Harry's deep in thought about Voldemort looking for a new wand maker and kind of thinking about what he saw, um, with Alavi- um, of him torturing Ollivander and it's like, okay, he's clearly looking for a wand that he thinks could be my wand after what happened, uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, and then Crumb says, this girl is very nice looking. She's, he's pointing at Ginny. She is also a relative of yours and I'm just like, she's a child. Mm. Sorry. She's like I, younger. Like, her, again, like we had just, she's younger than her mind. And like only like a, actually. She's the like, basically. The, no, she's like two years younger than Hermione because Hermione, I messed up when they, she wasn't 14 when she was, Trump was 18. She was 15. Um, and Jenny was 13. And so at this point, like she's 16, but it's still she's like, like, let's not. She's not even in seventh year. Like, let's like, not. She's, you're, you're like. 23 yeah she is much younger than crumb is now like that's gross yes let's not do this um and then harry gets irritated yeah and she's seeing someone jealous type big bloke you wouldn't want to cross him and i'm just like this this like it goes from this this conversation between harry and crumb goes from being like really informative and interesting to just being like gross gross um because then crumb grunts and says, what is the point of being an international Quidditch player if all the good-looking girls are taken? And I'm just like, also, I really wish that Harry would have been like... Is that like, why you became an international Quidditch player? I mean, player? it's part like, of the are reason. Are you kidding me? Let's be, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, not us, but I other guess. people. I mean, I suppose. It's, 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 not, it's a perk. It wasn't the love yeah. of the game. It I mean, it, it, I mean... That's why you spend all that time There's that as well. But it's also just a perk. Mm-hmm. But I would have really liked it okay. if instead of... Harry being like, yeah, she's got a boyfriend, big bloke, big bloke, that he would have been like, yeah, she's 15 <laughs> or 16. Right. Or if she got a boyfriend, she'd be like, it was Harry, it's Harry Potter. Although I guess he's trying to keep that on low so that Voldemort doesn't yeah. find out for, or some shit, whatever that, that stuff. weird ass But also is. just, no, no boyfriend. She's 16. She's a no child. She's, she's a child. How about and that? And you are not. Um, Delia says, I think this comp, this convo is meant to be funny instead it's just cringe which again reading it before it was not like again in the time that when it first came out i didn't have i don't think i really understood how much older victor was that too i literally thought he was walking around here a year older than harry which doesn't make sense because of the way the trial tournament worked in general right yeah um Delia says either she wanted her characters to look like douchebags or she needed an editor to say, hey, if you want these guys to sound like cool dudes, not <laughs> this. <laughs> I'm just like, Crumb can now leave. Yep. Yikes. Okay, so um, so then he strides off um, and then Harry's looking around for Ron and Hermione because he wants to um, tell Ron about, or looking for Ron because he wants to tell him about Gregorovich. But Ron's dancing with Hermione, so, you know, let's not be um, a third wheel here. So instead, he watches as Jenny dances with Lee Jordan, trying not to feel resentful about his promise, about the promise he had given Ron. So he, he couldn't, so then, you know, this is a podcast, so you can't see my face. Perfect. But also don't have the words, so just imagine my face as being a disgusted, confused, 
Mm-hmm. Romance is just not. It is not. And I think that we've and I, and we've said this often, but I think that like. But I really want to know what her husband really, is. I what are conversations too, with her husband like? What did I mean? I don't what did, what did he get I her for Christmas? That, like, a hug, a long, lingering, year-long hug. Mm, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It, it is not great. And I think that also because we are like coming and like, obviously you, when you, you know, we do Harry Potter rereads all the time and you blow through all seven books mm-hmm. back to back. But again, we're doing close reading once a week. And then we just, we're like just coming off Half-Blood Prince where it was just real painful to <laughs> so then like the lingering bits of it is just, it's difficult. <sighs> and I still love these books, by the way. Yeah. This is actually still my favorite part about the entire fandom. Like anytime we start doing, like I'll have moments during the week where I'm just like, why? And then we come back for Wizard Team. Back to the text. The text is why. This is why. (laughs) So, I mean, all the shit we're talking, but like, I still love it though. Um, back Back to party planning Molly and like, just, you know, her true Mm -hmm. calling. Um, so there's a wedding cake that's topped with two model phoenixes that take flight when the cake is cut. Which? Which is just like a flex. Okay. She knows. Man. Um, and then there's also bottles of champagne that are floating unsupported through the crowd. Um, Fred and George have long since disappeared in the darkness with a pair of forest cousins. So Just getting while well, the getting's good. You know? This is just one yeah. <laughs> magical ep- um, remake of Wedding Crashers. Charlie, Hagrid, and a squat wizard in a purple pork pie hat were singing Odo the Hero in a corner. Um, as a reminder, Odo the Hero is the song that Hagrid and Slughorn drank while Harry was high off of Felix. Or sang when he was high off Felix. They were drunk. <laughs> um, so I think that's like the song you sing when you're drunk. <clears throat> and then... So Harry's kind of wandering through the crowd and then he sees Elpheus Doge, member of the Order of the Phoenix and the writer of Dumbledore's obituary. Um, he asks if he can sit down and then tells Elpheus that he's Harry Potter. So. Um, Just gives him the, the real. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Elpheus is like, my dear boy, you, Arthur told me you were here disguised. I'm so glad, so honored. And I guess again, because he's in the order, like whatever, but just how many people y'all gonna right. tell that he's at the wedding? All of them. Um, I th- Which is why what happens them. next happens next. No, it's not why, but. Mm. In my head it is now. It just doesn't help. <laughs> oh, that's funny. My thing is, is like, I'm pointing all these things out, but it's not why what happens happens. It's just like not. It doesn't help. If I just think that it still would have gone bad regardless. Um, I thought of writing to you, he whispered after Dumbledore. Um, the shock, and for you, I'm sure. Um, Doge's eyes were filled with sudden tears um, because, like, that was his homie, you know? Mm-hmm. And then some. He loved Dumbledore. And then, you okay? Talk about it. Um, so then... Harry's like, I read, I saw the obituary you wrote. I didn't know, I didn't realize you knew Professor Dumbledore so well, as well as anyone. Um, certainly I knew him the longest if you don't count Aberforth. And somehow people never do seem to count Aberforth. And like, I mean. Why is that? The goats. <laughs> I just, the goats. 
I, I, I too. Not might. count Aberforth. Just to omit occasionally, you know. <laughs> um. Uh oh. So then uh, Harry asks about the Rita Skeeter interview, and um, Doja comes angry, and he's like, "Oh yes, I saw it." That woman or vulture might be more, or be, might be a more accurate term, positively pestered me to talk to her. Um, I'm ashamed to say that I became rather rude, calling her an interfering trout, which resulted, as you may have seen, in aspersions cast upon my sanity. Um, and then Harry's like, well, Rita hinted that Dumbledore was involved in the dark arts when he was young. And Alpheus is like, don't believe a word of it. Not a word, Harry. Let nothing tarnish your memories of Albus Dumbledore. Which is not how it works. Right? Mm-hmm. Like... Dumbledore is not this, like, god or, like, infallible person. Um, And, like, you know, Amani will tell you more better than me. Um, But even just if he was, like, a regular-ass human being, like, you can't just... Like, it's the pedestal that you put people on that can also become, like, the problem, in a way. And not to say that, like, Dumbledore's actual actions aren't also a part of the problem but even if you take those away putting someone on a pedestal just period is usually not the move um and then saying like let like and then imploring people to not think about the ways that they could be problematic is also a problem mm-hmm. um and like and i think that like you can acknowledge that people are problematic and also still like love them deeply and wish that they were still there and you know you know harry's still like that is his mentor and like a, a parental figure and all of these things so harry will still have those things even as he kind of a- acknowledges and accepts that dumbledore was more complicated and perhaps not as forthcoming and had his own issues um i don't think that those things have to be mutually exclusive but the way that elpheus is kind of doing that it feels like it has to be or it or he's saying that yeah. it should be that way if that makes sense but also, like, he's also grieving. So there's, like, levels to it. But what he's saying generally is just not really the way to yeah. go. Yes. Agreed. Um, so then Harry realizes that Elpheus um, looks frustrated. Um, or no, sorry. So Elpheus um, feels frustrated instead of reassured or harry does sorry i don't know (laughs) do you want me to take take over no i got it it's just been a long day so harry's frustrated um did doge really think it was that easy that harry could simply choose not to believe um didn't he understand harry's need to be sure to know everything Mm -hmm. um and then Elpheus is like, Harry, Rita is a dreadful... And so before we get into Auntie Muriel, who pops up because, you know, she, 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 she could, could sense she could the smell tea. the tea. She, she just Tingly. knew from across she the room. She was like, tea is being She said sent. I had to be there. She said, she said, I sniffed. It was just like a hint, you know? It's and like, you know like, those commercials Ooh. where there's like the, the dog or the cat like smells like a fresh pie and they're like nose lifts them off the ground. Oh, this happened in um, mm-hmm. Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse, Spider-Ham got like lifted off the ground and floated towards like a hot dog like it was that that's what's happening but with tea that's what's happening with muriel but before we but before we get there um pointing out again like rita is still trash like even with all this stuff about like dumbledore and you know all these new kind of stories and things circulating and coming out like 
we still don't know how Rita got her information. She's still, some of that information is still false. Like, it's just, um, but again, it's, it's like, it's more nuanced than that. You know, it's not just like Rita's trash. So don't believe her. Yeah. Um, it's just like, you know, maybe go find someone who cites their sources and has some kind of ethical code of conduct. Perhaps. Um, Muriel, sensing the tea. Rita Skeeter. Oh, I love her. Always read her, which is like, of course she does. Mm-hmm. That's probably where Molly got it from, to be honest. Um, she's written a book about Dumbledore, you know. Um, and then Elfis is like, yeah, we were just discussing. You there, give me your chair. I'm 107. <laughs> <laughs> so she snatches the chair from another redhead Weasley um, and then uh, sits down between Doge and Harry. Hello again, Barry, or whatever your name is. So, like, she at this point has taken Harry and Barney and just mm-hmm. pushed them She's together. Like, I know. That's how you know that Harry's covered. It's blown. Very close to being blown. Like, Barry? So close. Um, and then, so she says, I can't wait to read Dumbledore's book. I must remember to place an order at Flourish and Blots. Um, and then says, before he became so respected and respectable and all that tosh, there were some mighty fine, sorry, some mighty funny rumors about Albus. Ill-informed sniping, said Elpheus. Um, you would say that, Elpheus, <laughs> said Muriel. I noticed how you skated over the sticky patches in that obituary of yours. Um, so again, just like going back to, we talked about this in the... Two chapters. Or in the... In that chapter. In, yeah, like episodes in that chapter, chapter two. Um, like how stories are told is important. So like Rita's obviously telling like half bull- lies and bullshit, but, like, Elpheus kind of is, too, yeah. right? Like, he has biases, um, and even if some of the things that he's saying are, like, factual, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're He's putting true. rose-colored glasses um, on things as well, and... Right. Exactly. And, like, we didn't talk about fully, like, in the last time, like, how Elpheus might have also been in love with Dumbledore. Yes. They could have had some shit going on. So there's that, too, right? Like... Which I believe... I totally believe it. Yeah. I do. The way that, that he writes uh, that, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, and even the way that he's reacting now, right? And, like, not to say that you can't, like, platonically love someone and feel, um, like, emotional and, like, protective and defensive over them, when, especially after, like, their death. It's not to say that that's the case, but, or that's not the case, but also, like, it, he, he, it, 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 at the very least, it was unrequited, but it didn't have to be, you know? I like to think that Dumbledore had, like, at least one good relationship. I know. You know? Just, Just like, like, a, like, it could be, like, a high school yeah. thing, and then, like, Grindelwald mess, but then, like, 50 they, like, years rekindled. later, they rekindled yeah. for a little bit, and then Dumbledore was like, it's fine, like, I'm going off to Hogwarts, you're going off to do what you're going to do. We'll just, like, split amicably, and then, you know. Yeah. See you in the order. But we'll be friends. Who And also there's we'll a thing friends. that I get, the sense that I get from my gay male friends who are able to kind of live in that in-between space a lot better than, like, I think we think we talk about in, like, life or, you know, mm-hmm. especially, like, women. Like, there's, like, the stereotype of, like, 
when when like lesbians get together like it's for life like they like instantly couple because they're it's two women you know what i mean and so like there's like more emotions Mm. tied up in it all and then with men they can like you know have casual sex and it just not be like so emotionally fraught because it's two men um and those are stereotypes and i don't think that that's like always true but i do think and i have seen in my own life with like my some of my best friends like i have seen that to be true (laughs) it's just like Mm -hmm. oh that's my best friend yeah we have sex every day but like when there's nothing else going on like just you know he's there I'm still looking for, like, my forever love and my relationship, but, like, he'll do for now. (laughs) Like, we're still besties. We went to brunch, and then we, like, hooked up, and then, you know, whatever. And I think that that, like, I like the idea of that for Alpheus and (laughs) Dumbledore. Like, just... Um, Tiana Tiana points out that, that... Rowling said that Dumbledore was never able to open himself up after the heartbreak of Grindelwald, which I agree with. And I think she also said that, like, he became asexual, which is how that works, how that works and is not true. But she did say that part. And I think that's like he doesn't have to open himself up to, like, hang out with Elphius. You know, just like some. Right. Like, and he could be be like he could and Dumbledore could literally have been like, I'm not if this is never going to be more than this. And Alpheus could have been like, okay, until he it was not okay anymore. Right. And then he was like, I choose me. I'm getting yeah. out. <laughs> yes. He he like would have long talks with the Hogwarts oh, Guardians wow, counselor and she would say, Love yourself, beloved. Oh, choose God. you. I just we always come back here, and I'm just never sure. And I'm always so happy to be here. Yeah, I'm just never sure how it how? Because there should be a therapist and a kind shoulder to cry on in the wizarding world. Um, but because it's also the wizarding world, they can't be like completely like competent. So y'all know if it's the bill. <laughs> they have to be incompetent. Who was 18th century Iyamla? Shout out to them <laughs> and their plumbing skills because my God. Whew. Okay. So um, Elphia says that he was writing from the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we all know you worshipped Dumbledore. I dare say you still think he was a saint, even if it turns out that he did away with his squib sister, which is just like, Muriel is playing no games. She said, I am here to spill. She said, don't call me a, call me a bad server, because I always <laughs> spill the tea. That's what she just did. But she also, just channeled, like... She said, I am the bone... Okay, like man. But also, like, is loud and wrong, but like says it with her chest. You know what I mean? Like that, like that sentence. No, but she said it. She just just said it. It just went straight out of her mouth. And she did away with his script. This is what the people in the streets are saying. Snap. Neck roll. Like I'm just letting it fly. (laughs) Like she didn't even try. She didn't even pause. Like this is the first anyone has ever. Not anyone, obviously. Like Elpheus and and Muriel are like Dumbledore's age. This is the first Um, Harry has ever heard of a sister. This is the first time Harry's ever heard of a sister. Anybody and like people don't talk about this, and that's part of the reason that like Harry doesn't know, and that you know younger folks don't know is because people don't talk about it, and that's like its own other thing. But the fact that like. Muriel knows people don't talk about her, and she was like his squib sister. 
did away with her. And it's like, yo, that's like a double take. Um, and even, even Elfie's, he's like, Muriel. Like, he's just like, my God. Um, Harry's like, what do you mean? Who said his sister was a squib? I thought she was ill. Um, thought wrong then, did you, Barry? Anyway, how could you expect to know anything about it? It all happened years and years before you were even thought of. Um, that's why I can't wait to find out what, that's, what Skeeter's unearthed. Dumbledore kept that sister of his quiet for a long time. Um, he never told me his sister was a squib, said Harry. And why on earth would he tell you? <laughs> Screeched Muriel. <laughs> but she's too, like... Yeah. Well, so Elpheus kind of jumps in, but, like, not because Harry... <laughs> like it's telling on himself almost like like bruh. yeah not because harry's telling on himself but because he's emotional yeah. right like he's he's not even like like kind of registering harry and his slip-ups um the reason albus never spoke about ariana is i should have thought quite clear he was de- he was so devastated by her death why did nobody ever see her Elpheus squawked muriel why did the half why did half of us never even know she existed until they carried the coffin out of the house and held the funeral for her. Um, where was saintly Albus when Ariana was locked in the cellar, off being brilliant at Hogwarts, and never mind what was going on in his own house? So I want to point out, right, because, like, we have, there are a lot of issues with Dumbledore, um, and the stuff that went on when he, when she, Ariana was in his care is one thing, but the stuff that went on when he's 11 years old and is off to Hogwarts and his mother is is mm-hmm. there, you know what I mean, is another thing. And I don't think that it's fair. First of all, we already know that, like, Ariana was not mistreated by her family. Yeah. Like, that's just not true. Um, but even if she was, then that would, like, then you could assume or at least kind of infer that, like, that house would not have been safe for albus or aberforth to step right to like stand up for her in that way especially at an age especially at hogwarts age right like i think like if it was if dumbledore was like 20 years older than ariana and was like off being brilliant at the ministry mm-hmm. right and knew that these things were going on at like back at his like childhood home and didn't put a stop to it that's one thing but he's 12 13 going off to school to get his magical education mm-hmm. and then it's also his fault that his kid sister is potentially being abused right right? like that just seems like some kind of victim blaming because then no one's thinking like okay then what was happening to albus and like maybe he wasn't being abused because he's not a squib in quotes because she wasn't actually a squib um and wasn't being mistreated but assuming that the story is true blaming dumbledore in this particular instance is like that's not the way to go right yeah that's not the way to go it's not there's also so it's like umbrage right when she's like trying to find all the ways to fire hagrid and it's like it's the the main reason is right there you ain't (laughs) even gotta go to the bullshit it's just right there it's in front of you for it's the same with dumbledore like there are thousands of things that you can put on dumbledore for for this is not okay but him going off to hogwarts while his kid sister is potentially like that just seems like the wrong move in this particular moment i agree um so um portia says muriel's over here sharing how she loves tea regardless (laughs) of the server um delia says and also with abuse if that's true then of course albus ran off right well that's the other thing too is Um, like and and it becomes a thing where i could see 
um, I feel like I've watched a lot of television. I don't know this like firsthand, but I've watched a lot of like TV shows and stuff where like I could see where Aberforth and Ariana would feel like Aber like Albus just left them and like abandoned mm-hmm. them. But like he's also a child, right? So if he's you're hearing that from Aberforth, you would have to like also put into the context. Well, Dumbledore or Albus is twelve or thirteen, and Aberforth is ten, right. and he feels like you know Albus just like left him to the wolves or whatever. But, like, he was also right. just a kid. And then Alberforth also yeah. went to school. Right? So then, like, are you blaming right. them, too? And it, even, either way, it doesn't make sense. Delia does point out that we forget that they just recently figured out how to use toilets at this point. So <laughs> there is that. We're, um, we're expecting Portia too much says, of them. <laughs> uh, Portia says that she finds it hard to believe that after all these centuries, wizards didn't have ways to work with Obscuri. Um... And it's like, and and that's the thing too, is like, so there's all this stuff they're talking about, oh, Ariana was a squib and, and she was being hidden in the, in the cellar or in the basement or whatever the fuck, um, because she was a squib and they didn't want her to know, but it's like, nah, she was like, like we'll figure, you know, spoiler heavy. She was attacked and then her magic turned inward mm-hmm. and then she was no longer able to control it. And because, you know, there of all the stigma around Obscurei and, and people who have these issues, we I mean we've seen it in Fantastic Beasts like we'll get like we don't have to get all the way deep in there but it's in the first movie it's shown that like they have this abuse and then because the wizards are so like repressive and are like you can't you know underage magic is um a problem and if it can't be controlled then you know we got to take you out then like of course they're going to hide their kid and so again then it's a failing on the wizarding world on the wizarding world as opposed to just like you know, when they could have social services. But again, yeah. they didn't have toilets. <laughs> Portia says the obscure eye or the distraction. Plumbing is the real issue. I hate we all y'all. I just want it to end. <laughs> I just want it to end. I just want to go to bed. I can't. I can't. Can we just hurry up so I can go to bed? Uh, like, I, I know this is a long chapter, I but cannot. like. I know. It I needs know. to be over. Um, Tiana says that fun. there's no abuse. Ariana was an obscurial. Albus didn't want to be bothered and wanted to be brilliant. And he says this in the uh, King's Cross chapter, King's which Cross. is true. Right, exactly. And I also think that it's like so realistic, right? Like, I mean, I'm the I'm the younger right. sibling. So, Bariana, you might have to speak on this a little bit because I don't know this life. Well, but I mean, I'm a I'm I. Sometimes sister, big being a big sister is kind of a right. Like when you're when you're, I mean, I have this different. thing like because I have this with like my little cousins, which is like the most like you guys probably are the best like thing that I would say like comparable to like being a big sibling. But like when you guys would come mm-hmm. and all of a sudden my parents would be like, "Go watch the kids," and I'm like, "That ain't got nothing to do with me though." Like I didn't have no, I didn't have these right. babies like. I gotta watch these kids. Like, they gonna make fun of me. See, y'all know I can't relate because me and Ami are attached <laughs> to the hip. Right, but, like, even, like, even with Ami, like, I love Ami to death, right? But there I mean, are... Think but it. you think it, right? <laughs> like, you... Like, right, I was gonna <laughs> yeah. say, like, don't... I love Ami to death and I'd be like, when we going out? When we going... When we hanging out? What? Why Why you can't... You can't pencil me in? Because, like, the girl is... The girl cannot pencil me in. Anyway. No. Um, but then there are times when she'd be wild and I'd be like, I ain't had this kid! This ain't my responsibility. Right. 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 
And I do think that it's also a lot to put, like, on right. your child to look after an obscure. Right. Right? And, ha- and, like, and this is not to say that, like, Dumbledore made the right decisions, no. right? Like, obviously not. But it's also to say that, like, the situations that his family were in, and then after his mom dies, and this is a thing that he has to take on at, like, 18 years old, like... Not to say that I can see why he became a magical Nazi, because I cannot. <laughs> That's just false. I don't see how he went all the way there, but I could see how he would feel, like, resentful of his yeah. siblings. I could see how he would kind of neglect them in a way to, like, further his own thing because he feels like being with them is, Hindrance. you know, detrimental yeah. or at least pull it, holding him back from the things that he thought that he, or the place that he thought that he would be. The, the Grindelwald stuff, like, pushed that. Like, I think he, whether Grindelwald was there or not, he would still have those feelings. I think the way that it manifested would have yes. been different. Um, and, I, and that, like, those feelings are valid. The way that they ended up being manifested are not. Right. And so... We love nuance. Here. I would just say, remind, remember who... Remember how you felt when it was Friday night and you had to babysit your baby sister, your cousin... Someone, and that's Albus at this moment. Right. So, moving on. Yeah. Um, but also, like, all of this could have been resolved if um, the Wizarding World had uh, social services. Well. Um, and now I know who I'm going to bench because I really couldn't figure it out for a really long time. I was like, I'll figure it out as we talk. And I did. Good job. Um, so... Harry's like, what do you mean locked in the cellar? Um, Elpheus looks uh, looks wretched. Auntie Muriel is cackling. <laughs> uh, she's so messy. I hate it and I love it at the same time. Um, Dumbledore's mother was a terrifying woman, simply terrifying. Muggle-born, though, she, though I heard she pretended otherwise. She never pretended anything of the sort. Kendra was a fine woman, which is like, at this point, it's hard to know what to believe. And I know that like, especially yeah. because of the way that Elpheus is like, is very on the defensive. I think for Harry, it's difficult to like hear what he's saying and to feel like comfort in that because very clearly he's rattled, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then proud and very domineering, the sort of which you would have been mortified to produce a squib. Ariana was not a squib. We's Elpheus. Um, Cause again, she was obscurus, but they don't talk yeah. about those because they don't oh, this with this the wizarding world man um so you say elpheus but explain then why she never attended hogwarts in our days squibs uh in our days squibs are often hushed up though to take it to the extreme of actually imprisoning a little girl in the house and pretending she didn't exist i tell you that is not Jeez. what happened um and elpheus knows more my thing is is like obviously he's not gonna lay it out on the table but like he he knows more he knows more, and I but think it's that not, it's more out of respect. Yeah, for the it's not his place to tell. Saying what actually is like, what but this is also like, obviously. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say I also don't think that this is that he knows all that right. happened, but he does know about Ariana and her condition, right? Like he knows like certain right. things, and putting those out there, they could help or hurt, and I don't think that he knows that. And again, like you said, it's not his place to really like put that out there. I also feel like this is one of those um, we talked about like what like the making of Voldemort type of things where it's like because 
no one really talks about squibs and it's all hushed up and it be and it, it it puts on this level of it's something to be ashamed of. The same thing with obscurials, right? Like that it is not Ariana's fault that she was attacked and that her magic turned inward, right? It's now like something that they have to mm-hmm. deal with. But like to feel like you can't just say it feels like then there's something shameful in it. And that's shouldn't be the case. And like that's how you start to get these these like not talking about things makes this like sense of shame makes it seem like being a squib is bad or being a you know um like is is something to be quieted up or needs to be like you know like ended right or eradicated right like we want to eradicate polio right but that doesn't mean that like yeah. every ch- child that ever had polio gets locked up and sent away or killed. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. not, they're, they're not, they didn't ask for it. It's not their fault that they have polio. Like, but you do like, so the disease is the thing that you want to get rid of. But the people that have the disease are just victims or I don't even know if victims is the right word, but like, are just pe- like, they're not the issue. And, like, they should be treated right. with, like, dignity and respect and should be able, like, again, like, the same thing with, like, the werewolf lupinism, like, they should be allowed to be in society without feeling any sense of shame about their condition, because to feel shame about the condition is to make it seem like that them as human beings and as people are, are wrong. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so then... So then uh, Muriel is saying that squibs are usually shipped off to muggle schools, but Kendra Dumbledore wouldn't have dreamed of letting her daughter go. Um, Ariana was delicate. Um, Elphia said her health was always was always too poor to permit her to permit her to leave to permit her leaving the house. Captain Muriel, and yet she was never taken to Saint Mungo's, and no healer had ever summoned to see was ever summoned to see her. But I'm like, but also y'all have an awful medical system. Mm-hmm. Again, y'all just found out about plumbing like i just like, not even plumbing like outhouses chamber outhouses, pots chamber holes. pots like are you holes. telling me like they didn't know about holes like <laughs> it just said right here and like who would want to trust that on top of knowing about the stigma of obscurials right. like you're not gonna take your kid to saint mungo's because you know they're not gonna be able to do shit and they're probably gonna be like oh we need we need to lock her up like that's probably what's gonna happen and it's like what's worse right like i'd rather be with my kid if she has to stay in the house than have her stay in somewhere else mm-hmm. so she's just trash and then uh, Elpheus looks on the verge of tears and Auntie Muriel is enjoying herself. She's so hugely. messy. So messy. And Harry's going back to the Dursleys and thinking about like, you know, how he was abused, mm-hmm. right? So this is all hitting very close to home for him. Um, and is like, was Dumbledore a Dudley this whole time? Like, word? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's traumatizing for right. him. Um, and then Muriel's like, if Kendra hadn't died first, I would have thought it was she who finished off Ariana. And Elpheus is like, are you serious, bro? Like, can we not? Like, can, can you at this pull point, it this is together? Like past the laws of, decor- of decorum. Like, you're just how much fire right whiskey have you had, Muriel? Okay, okay. Um, and then, um, but what I 
sorry. And then Elpheus is like, oh, no doubt Ariana murdered Kendra. Why not? Um, yes, Ariana made of, might have made a desperate bid for freedom and killed Kendra in the struggle. And it's just like, Muriel, no. Ariana does, I believe, kill Kendra. But not on but purpose. Like not on purpose. Yeah. And um, also, like... like this is literally like when your you great Amy been watching all the Maury. Girl. <laughs> Maury let her know. Girl. Like, she don't give a fuck. Breathe, Muriel. Breathe. She said, I've been waiting to talk to be around people. You know, she living at that house. I by read herself. it. It's in the blogs. She been waiting for it. It's in the blogs, the streets, people in the streets. I hear it. That's what they've been saying. She's been waiting to say it. And here comes Elpheus. They have the same age, too, so she knows that he knows more info, mm-hmm. right? Like, she's not talking about this with Ron. She said, oh, did you know Rita Skeeter wrote a book? <laughs> like, she's ready. It's like, I she's came to this wedding it. specifically to talk about this. For the tea. <laughs> Just, man. Um, she's like, you were at Ariana's fur- funeral, were you not? Um, yes, I was, said Elpheus, and... A more des- sorry, and a more desperately sad occasion I cannot remember. Albus was heartbroken. His heart wasn't the only thing. Didn't Aberforth break Albus's nose halfway through the service? Um, and Elpheus looks horrified and is like, How do you um like how do you know? Um my mother was friendly with old Batilda Bagshot, um, who described the whole thing to her mother while she was listening at the door, so she has always been like this. Mm-hmm. Since she was a wee child. Like <laughs> She has been messy for the the full 107 years of her life. All All, the whole century. Man. (laughs) Man. Um, Albus shouted that it was all Albus's, sorry, Aberforth shouted that it was all Albus's fault. Um, And according to Bathilda, Albus did not even defend himself. Um, and so Muriel takes some more, she swigs some more champagne. The recitation of these old scandals seemed to elate her as much as they horrified Elpheus. Um, Harry didn't know what to think or what to believe, and he wanted the truth, but he didn't think that, but he could tell that Elpheus could, wasn't going to tell him. Um, I don't think that he fully believes Muriel, but like, he knows that Muriel believes mm-hmm. Muriel. So, you know, so it's just, it's hard to kind of figure What's out. What's really going on here? What? Yeah. Tell the truth. Um. <laughs> tell the truth. Um, and I'll tell you something else. Muriel says, I think Batilda has uh, spilled the beans to Rita Skeeter. Um, goodness knows she was there through all of Ariana, all of the Ariana business, and it would fit. Um, and Elpheus was like, she would never talk to Rita. And then Harry's like, Batilda Backshot, the author of the history of magic, because you know, a couple things leaked mm-hmm. in you know um yes a most gifted magical historian and an old friend of albus's quite gaga these days i've heard said auntie muriel cheerfully also maggie in the chat points out how old was batilda if she was old to muriel who was a cool okay. 107 probably like maybe like if she's old to muriel and older than albus one, albus was like 115 when he died something like that right yeah, she was like a cool one eighty on on a like on a good day. One seventy nine. One eighty five, girl. Okay. Two hundred. A smooth. Two eleven. Like <laughs> a you know. smooth two centuries. Two hundred. Okay. I'm going with that. Yeah. 
Just a round two. <laughs> I think that. Um. So even if that is so, it is even more dishonorable for Skeeter to have taken advantage of her. Um, and no reliance can be placed on anything Batilda may have said. Oh, there are ways of bringing back memories, and I'm just like that shouldn't. And, and she's like, and Rita and knows that does them all. not like, make it okay. You shouldn't be able to do that. You should not oh, be able to do that as a journalist, as a per. Like, my God. Like it's Wait, awful. no, no, no. Delia went to the wiki. Oh, sorry. Batilda, according to the wiki, was born at or before 1873. Ow! I just got, I just got donkey kicked in my gut. Ow! Batilda went to Hogwarts when they didn't Batilda have. Batilda was shitting on herself and making the sandwich. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's full circle. <laughs> I want to go to bed, y'all. Uh, it just keeps coming. Uh, around. 1873. So by by the time she passes away, she's 124. So that makes, only makes her like 15 years, 10, 10 15 years, years older, older than them. Than well, like fifteen, like fifteen years older than uh, Muriel, which would make sense if, like, you're a girl and this person is fifteen years yeah. older than you. Then, like, is she old? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Dumbledore family so, moved I to Godric's Hollow in 1890 after Percival's arrest, and Batilda was already an adult and came to welcome them. Um, this makes 1873 Batilda's latest date of birth. So if she was at well, least 17, uh, you know, if they were, if she was already an adult, 1890. Right. Probably older than that. So that, so she could have been older than 1873. That's just the. Uh, that's the most conservative so, guess. But maybe, maybe there was plumbing. It was, the, I believe it's the 1700s yeah. when there was no plumbing. So maybe she but had she, the privilege she remembered, of in the Hogwarts She remembered pipes. the stories because her parents were telling her the story. <laughs> Good lord. Okay. <laughs> you know how we talk about actually never mind. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna leave us yeah, out of it. Leave it's us cool. out. Leave me leave me far out of it. I meant us as like okay. black people, but I'm yeah. leaving us out. No, we it's don't got nothing to do with this. I was just thinking like, you know how we talk about how slavery was not that far away. <laughs> leave us out of <laughs> like, Leave us out of it. Removed. I would like to be I'm removed sorry. from this narrative. You know came to me and then I wasn't gonna say it and then I, I would just like, felt like to be removed from this narrative. <laughs> Okay, we're moving on. Though Maggie just dropped some amazing shade when Tom was... Wait, I will say, when I read this chapter, I did not think we would be relating it to these moments to the time when... Life comes at you fast. (laughs) When Tom was born, Batilda was already older than he would ever get. Maggie. (laughs) Maggie, you've been hanging out with Muriel too much. Cold and Too much. (laughs) All right. Uh, there are ways of bringing back um, memories. So then, back to back to Rita right. and ethics. It's trash. <laughs> That's basically what we were saying. I don't know. We kind of went, but it's mm-hmm. trash. Um, well worth the trip to Godric's Hollow. I would have thought. Harry chokes. He's like, but Dilda Bagshot lives in Godric's Hollow. Oh yeah, she's been there forever. The Dumbledores moved there after Percival was imprisoned, and she was their neighbor. The Dumbledores lived in Godric's Hollow. Yes, Barry. That's just what I said. <laughs> said Auntie Muriel. And then Harry is suddenly, like, he feels drained, right? Because never once in six years had Dumbledore ever said that they had lived in the same place. Um, and he's like, he had never once told Harry, never bothered to say. And so what's interesting is, like, I think this is more of the issue than 
Dumbledore telling Harry his entire life story because I don't think that Dumbledore needed to tell Harry also, all this information, right? I think because like who has the time? The dude was 115. Like your whole life story. That's a lot of that's a lot, a lot of, story. of years. But I do think, but I think that like you know, I think that like there are boundaries that should be set up and that were set up between Dumbledore mm-hmm. and Harry. Um, some of those boundaries I don't think were fair, like this in particular, because I think those kind of things would have helped Harry kind of contextualize his own place in the Wizarding World. It would have made him feel closer to Dumbledore. It probably would have helped with the manipulation Dumbledore was trying to, you know, but it's just kind of sprinkle a little bit of that on there. could have worked. But like that aside, like I just think that it's hard in this moment to like, like I feel empathy for Harry. Um, but at the same time, I feel like some of this information he didn't need yeah, to know. Definitely. Um, so yeah. And, and why it was so important, Harry could not even explain to himself yet. He felt it had been tantamount to a lie to not tell him that they have this place in these experiences in common. Um, he stared out ahead of him, barely noticing what was... So he gets up and, and leaves. Hermione appears out of the crowd. Um, I simply can't dance anymore. Ron's gone looking to find more butterbeards. It's a bit odd. I've just seen Victor storming away from Luna's father. It looks like they'd been arguing. Um, and then she asks if Harry's okay, but he doesn't know where to begin. And before he can say anything, something large and silver came falling through the canopy over the dance floor, graceful and gleaming. The links landed lightly in the middle of the astonished dancers. Then the Patronus's mouth opened wide, and it spoke in a loud, deep, slow voice of Kingsley Shacklebolt. The Ministry has fallen. Scrimger is dead. They are coming. Bum, 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 bum. bum. All right, let's go into MVPs and bench. This was a lot. This it is was a whole lot. hell of a lot. Um, I'm going to stick with my MVP of Hermione Granger because if you stay ready, you don't Mm got to get ready. Um, Mm -hmm. And she's just like handling the ex meeting the new one with like poise and grace and it's like, yeah, I'll dance with you, Victor. It's cool. No big deal. Let's go. Like, I'll dance with Ron. I'll stroke your ego. It's fine. She's just, you know, handling this whole big production. No big deal. Cool and calm under pressure. Right. Got it. I made Luna and Hermione my MVPs for just being their peak (laughs) selves and just like really, you know, embracing who they are as people and then manifesting it in such an iconic way. I like it. Um, So on the other hand, in our messy, messy slack, (laughs) the chat is so messy. Tiana makes Muriel her MVP for spilling tea, enjoying it, and having not one fuck to give about it. Amani makes Muriel the god MC queen of shade for getting this whole wedding together and shedding light and spilling tea on her body. Delia makes Muriel the MVP for for, uh, Muriel the type of shady tea spilling queen I'm trying to be when I turn 107. (laughs) Maggie has a little bit of sense after she dropped that shade bomb on Tom. She got it together. And made Hermione her MVP for being an icon of fashion, advanced magic, practicality, and preparedness. Um, And Portia makes, of course, of course, Portia. Of course, Portia Mm -hmm. makes Muriel the founding member of the Department of Shade and one of the world's most entertaining wedding guests, her MVP. Word. I also just want to give a a shout out to Molly Weasley for just having a wonderful production that then had to be destroyed by Death Eaters. Like, 
fuck but with leaders, you know? It was everything was on time. Um, everything you know, was coordinated beautifully. Beautiful gowns. Seamless. Yes. Seamless. Okay. Um, who did you bench? I... I... I, I have to bench, like, both Muriel and um, Elpheus, like, together, because they're mm-hmm. both... Like, Muriel is is messy and more entertaining with it, but they're both telling, like, half-truths and not, like, Muriel is leaning into the messiness of it all and, like, the tea and, like, Alpheus is leaning into the, like, respectability of it all. Um, Mm -hmm. And they're not talking to each other. They're talking at each other and trying to, like, see who is going to, like, whose narrative is going to win out as opposed to, like, trying to find, like, a middle ground of, like, truth. So I, yeah. they have to sit down for me. Sure. I benched the entire Wizarding World. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The ministry, their plumbing system, <laughs> their... I knew that's uh, why. Damn communications, the social services, the secrets, like the everything. Like y'all just don't know how to function uh, as right. a society. And I just feel like we need to take all the shit burn it magic maybe might but good lord jesus y'all don't know what y'all doing y'all took that to the heart you said that's you know we got magic we We don't have to do we don't have to have no sense like fuck a bathroom (laughs) (laughs) like what (laughs) what is going on can't i just cannot like fuck bathrooms fuck obscurances and children just all the children i don't care any children they they all suck until they are of age to come learn magic, and then like, wow, like I just I can't. And then the ministry, like how you gonna get how you gonna get killed by Voldemort, Scrimger? You spent you spent your last days looking at Albus's will, then you could have been fortifying your space, but you still got Eric as the only security person on, and that's why the ministry got in, infiltrated in the first place. I just need them all to sit. That's all. R.I.P. Scrimger or whatever, <laughs> but he brought it on himself. <laughs> Wow, victim blaming, literal victim blaming. Me personally. All right. Um, Amani benches Albus, the boy who lied Dumbledore for being ain't shit since he was Harry's age and still dropping, dropping problems into people's laps. Maggie benches Joanne for accidentally writing in a romance trope where it wasn't needed and failing to write it where it should be and also for putting us through this week, which, woo. <laughs> okay. Um, Portia benches Harry for not even trying to keep his cover. They changed the whole wedding location for your security. Um, and then, uh, Tiana bitches crumb for using his popularity to get the good looking girls and mm-hmm. Delia bitches Albus Dumbledore. Sure. He doesn't have to tell Harry his whole life story, but he should have told him something period. Never mind. I bitch Joe. See Maggie's. <laughs> <laughs> and we have and a we shade award to Matilda Bagshot for making shade historical canon. So indeed. Indeed. Uh, thank you for listening to this long Oof. episode. Next week, we'll be discussing. Chapter we will nine. not be Harry discussing bathrooms. Follows. No, Hopefully. we will not. Um, we I will mean, not. We will be discussing chapter nine of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows, a place to hide. It's going down. It's gone down, and now it will continue it's to. Not go even down midnight yet. No. It won't even go up again. No, it's just continuously down. They're just continuing, continuously on the decline, but like in a good way. Um, make sure, good for us, bad for them. Make sure to follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. Um, join the conversation on Twitter at WeBlackAndNerds, hashtag WizardTeam. Yeah. 
thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next week